What's Hello. up, everybody? How's it going? How you doing? Man? Uh, I am alive. We're talking we about. We are live. <laughs> You're crazy. Things are alive. Work. <laughs> yeah, it, it's that first week craziness, but trying to take it all in stride. And like we were talking about before going live, it's uh, Zach's class. So it's the kind of thing that I want to work hard to learn anyway. So <laughs> yeah, hopefully yeah, that makes 100%. it easier. <laughs> What's up, yes. Joan? <laughs> Hello. Yeah. And uh, it it's also, this is an exciting episode because it's the first one since I actually made pythons. <laughs> yes, this is true. Oh, we have a lot to talk about. Okay. Look at all those name thingies <laughs> behind me. There's, there's actual babies in there. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So I'm going to walk you through the first process. What is your, so you get the bait. Well, let's start at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> Babies are pipping out of the eggs. Was, it, was was the first clutch maternal incubation or was it your ones in the incubator? This was maternal. So maternal. My, okay. yeah. So you got the double, the double effect of nature in your box. It was insane. My dad and stepmom were over for lunch. And when we finished, they were like, oh, well, you know, let's see. I want to see the snakes. I want to see the snakes. I was like, all right. Um, and I was showing them around and I peeked into the box and for the first time in 60 days, there was more than one snake in the box. And then I saw this little head and I was like, Oh my God, like, yes. it was the, uh, it was surreal. It was so cool. And, um, you know, like there's yes. just nothing, there's nothing like that. I've heard you say it before. And now I understand just seeing yes. a baby emerging from mom's coils, like not all the way out of the egg, but just seeing what the world is and what's going on. Yeah, man. Is it's, insane. <laughs> yeah. There's just something about. There's something about, sorry, I somehow they clicked on the other safari opened up oh. with us talking and I was like, wait a minute. Didn't you just say that? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. It's, it's like one of those things that you don't understand until it happens. And when it happens, you're like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I get, I'm so glad that the maternal one was first, you know? Um, yeah. Obviously there's no way to plan that. She just ovulated two weeks ahead of the other ones, but it made it so much cooler that that's the order it happened in. That's um, awesome. And she knocked it out of the park. She went 22 for 22. Every single baby was fully formed, healthy looking, pretty dang big. And I just couldn't be more excited that they, they are so cool. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Not a single problem that I can tell. <laughs> oh all right so what did they did you have did you take weights and all that stuff uh, i did and i have them all here <laughs> on this nice spreadsheet doing handwritten notes okay um, i had a small the first one out was actually my smallest baby which is interesting okay. um 22 grams on that first one out but it was a visual hypo stride um, how do they and, look Oh, they look so cool. I'll bring some <laughs> over. I, I will bring some over. Uh, but then I had a lot of 33s. My biggest baby was 34 okay. grams. And uh, my average is just over 31 for the clutch. Gotcha. Uh, so, man, it's just so cool. And, and I can't stop 
like checking on them. Like I'm trying not to because right. I want them to not helicopter parent. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's not even that I'm worried anything's going wrong. I just can't stop looking at them and, and thinking that that life was created in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. I think there's, the, yeah, there's just something about the whole, like, yeah, man, it's just, especially <laughs> uh, to me, the, the, the more, the thing that, that, like really wowed me was when it was in mom's coils. There's something yeah. about her like loosening yeah. up and you see the little babies in the coils right. and you're, I don't know. And she did, down. you know, she knows that they're hatching. She, and, and she kind of makes room for them to, to get to the air for the first time, you know? She, yeah. I'd, I'd like to think that, uh, you know, I, we'll never know what's going on in that little snake brain, but I hope she felt some semblance of uh, of pride <laughs> taking them yeah. to distance <laughs> or success. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, yeah. You never know, but before I took still. them all away, <laughs> <laughs> you mean, mean, uh, well, well uh, she wasn't going to keep them, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, yes. so you get them out. Did, so did you, did you sex them out of the egg? What was your approach there? You yeah. To uh, do that? Okay. They, uh, they came out staggered over about a three day period and, and I, you know, was just kind of grabbing them as they left as you okay. know, once they were all the way out, I'd grab them and I weighed them and sexed them on the spot. Um, wrote down, you know, what I could tell of their genetics and then put them straight into the baby rack on, on some wet paper towel, um, with water bowl and a little high. Dare you? Well, <laughs> you know, there's this whole thing called science that I'm trying yeah. to do that I'm trying to do in, in this room. So I have to standardize my conditions. I know, I know if so, I could give them all an exoterra, I would, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not but, in a position. <laughs> so what are, what are you hoping to find after the fact? So like now right. that you're doing this experiment, you know, what's, what's the, the hopeful Next outcome? up. Um, so the main quantitative biological question is who makes bigger That's babies? a smarter way to say it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, okay. So this is like all the shit talk we talk on NPR all the years about, you know, maternal incubation being right. better. You're doing the science to actually see I'm if there's any, see if that's true. I okay. guess the smart way of saying the smart people talk yeah. would be, is it statistically significant? And can we right. really say that they have bigger babies? Uh, right. But then what happens now is I'm, Nick and I, because we're doing this together, we're also interested in a lot of peripheral data in mm -hmm. addition that may or may not be interesting enough to include in a publication later. But we'd rather have the data now than than miss the boat. Right. So I want right. to know if there's any difference in willingness to feed uh, between the two groups. I want to know. Mm -hmm if there's a difference between time of egg leaving and time of shedding, just anything, I, you know, I, I just kind of want to record everything that's possible and compare the groups, uh, down the line. Um, because why not, uh, you know, males, females, any differences there is there's, there's so many things that are right. worth, uh, looking into and probably the the vast majority of them will be nothing. But even if one of them has something to it, that's really cool. Um, now, could you do this? Just the average snake breeder, you could, you could do, you could do the same thing and take that data. And oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and that's, you know, 
Nick has done this yes. and Justin too. And mm -hmm. like, it's discussed in the book, but it was never uh, formalized for like a journal. So right. that's all I'm really trying to do is, is take the football and run with it and get it in, in a, uh, you know, in a scientific paper. Um, right. But hell yeah, anybody could do this. This is not hard. Right. <laughs> get yourself a gram scale and standardize your variables and go to town. <laughs> but that's the thing. You have to keep them all the same, right? right. Everything has to be the same. Okay. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's certain things sense. you have to yeah. decide. At, yeah. There's certain things you have to decide at, um, before you dive in, like what is your artificial temperature going to be? And, you know, of course, kind of really the only tricky part to this is the little data loggers um, because those suckers are pricey. Luckily, West Liberty University paid for those, not Lucas Lee. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, they're they very pricey. And Are they? Uh, How much do they go for? We got a couple hundred a, bucks? We got, uh, I don't remember how many we got. Uh, maybe 30 of them-ish for like oh, wow. for like $800. Oh, wow. Um, okay. That's way yeah. cheaper than I thought it would be. But Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, but still like, you know. That's it's kind of crazy, but they're the size of yeah. like a little watch battery. So it's really easy to slide them inside the egg mass. And, um, okay. I, I got a little scared when, <laughs> when I looked at this first mom, cause it looked like the, the thingy was, was not in the egg mass anymore. And, and I was like, Oh crap. You know, oh, that, boy. That'd be a big problem. But, um, it, it was still within her coils. It had just, moved from where i initially put it but she was still wrapping it so it's all good <laughs> right gotcha um okay yeah do you want to see some yeah man yeah let's, let's do it i'll be right back <sighs> yeah it's always cool to see somebody with their first clutch <laughs> so this is the first one that emerged so of course it's my favorite so this um, is a this is a female hypo stripe. Kind of hard to see <clears throat> because they haven't shed and they haven't started to color up. But look at that stripe if you can. Wow, it's like perfect. Now there's some. I, I know I was reading some threads. Yeah. About <laughs> the whole idea of striping, and when you add the hype, yeah, man, man, that's really sweet. And you add that hypo into it, right? that it sort of throws extra nice stripes. Yes. Because the hypo so, has a tendency to throw striping. That is what sort. I'm gathering as well. Um, yeah. Nick Nick is of the assumption, well, his hypothesis is that there might be either an allelic or synergistic thing at play, which when you have a certain hypo gene, because right the brettles hypo is like four or five different genes he estimates he thinks right. a certain one of those plays with the genetic stripe gene and makes okay. it really really clean and right. then kind of what uh dr wyman travis wyman and casey cannon were saying from what i could gather is that maybe we can't say for sure that it's a, a an allelic genetic thing yet but that hypo the hypo brettles themselves have a propensity for throwing stripes already so maybe when you add that in with the actual genetic stripe you just get like some really really nice striping <laughs> um, right but mm -hmm. then there's that whole other part to it where nick is 
pretty dang sure you can visually confirm which ones are hets, but I guess that's still up for debate. Um, All I can say from my personal experience is that all of the hypo het stripes that he sent me, which obviously are confirmed, uh, they are heads. They all have stripes, Uh, not as clean as this, but broken stripes. Um, Yeah, super interesting. And in my clutch, I have five that look like this that are just undoubtedly a genetic stripe. Right. And then I have some that have no striping whatsoever. And I have a proportion of them that have partial broken barbed wire stripes, just like mom and dad, um, that would gotcha. make me wonder if those are hits. Um, I gotcha. can break one of those out too, if you'd like, but yeah, man, go for yes. it. Let's see it all. <laughs> see if I can do it without taking the headphones off. Let's see what kind of skills you got. Come on, man. You're a musician. You can do it. <laughs> can you still hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forget which one's which. I'm looking. Quick, tell them a joke. <laughs> <laughs> tell them a joke. <laughs> Casey never heard of her. Oh. Um, you guys should consider bringing some on MP. Wait a minute. Someone on NPR for Chihuahua geckos and a New Caledonia. Finding consistent info on them is quite difficult. Mm. I'd love to hear your guy interview someone about that. Yeah, I guess we could. I don't really know much about them, but sure. So okay, kind of hard. Again, they need to shed, but can you right. see the partial striping? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, it's tricky because the glare is the same color as the, the stripe. Banding. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like the light, but it's not. There you go. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Um, so it's not a hypo stripe, but there's certainly something different going on there. And that's exactly what mom and dad look like. Um, and of course they are the hets. So right. and then there's a whole bunch of other babies that don't have any of that. They just look like normal brittles. Um, huh. so <clears throat> my question is what what I obviously have not having hatched out hypos. How can you tell the hypos from the non hypos? Mm, That's something I actually was on the phone with Nick earlier this afternoon. And he said that uh, we can't until they've shed about three times in his estimation. Okay. Um, He said after about that third shed, they tend to color up enough to see which ones got a good chunk of hypo alleles and which ones didn't. Um, And, you know, those ones are probably just going to age more like normals, whereas some will look uh, even better than uh, than 50 percent hypos. In some cases, they look like full blood hypos. Um, So the nature of a polygenic, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. But sounds like I got to wait because they're all just. Yeah, they're they're you know, they're all just brown and look the same at this point. So they look great, man. Nice big size. Yeah, they're all really um, actually they look pretty big for a baby and you're saying they're yeah 30 plus grams mm-hmm. you know they all came out looking ready wow. to take on the world and you know no, nobody's weak that's for sure yeah nice um, i'm really impressed with with these dudes and it makes sense you know if, if you're brittles and you're yeah popping out where they live with everything trying to eat you and it's the not an easy life <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's for so. sure I'm excited to see how the ones in the incubator compare in a week or two. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to just even see the size, you know, because yeah. typically I've always hatched, you know, a big carpet would be 28 grams, 
you're talking coastals, jungles, IJs, right. you know, more yeah. in the 25 to 20, maybe 23 to 25 grams. This one like here that. hatched out at 33. This is wow. N- number four. <laughs> number four. Yes. That's I'm trying cool. to keep all my crap organized, but it's, <laughs> it's ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It becomes quite a task, man, when you have all these. Yeah, man. When you're doing I know, all I only have 22 and I'm like trying to like make up codes and basically just copy what Nick does to keep it all straight. <laughs> yeah. I tried doing that for a while. Like, you know, I would, I, I made a speech, like a species would have a code, you know? So if you're talking Brettles, Bradley, whatever, right. I'll put BR, you know, and then if you, if it was genetic of some way, you would put the genetics and maybe you would put the year and the sex or something like that, you know, um, and maybe the number of when it hatched out. Um, but then yeah. you have this long code, like, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? like exactly. I've got right looks now like Apple's passcode. When you go to put the passcode, and they <laughs> yeah. make up a suggested password for is that you. a snake or an IP address. <laughs> um, yeah, no. This is 21 dash BR dash H Y S one dash 11. Yeah. And I, yeah, I tried to, I was, that's what was another question I was going to ask you. Like, how did you come up with it? I know, like I try, I, I think the simpler, the better. Wow. Look at that one. So God damn. One, look at that stripe. This one already has some color as well. So I'm really intrigued. Wow. Um, that's sharp. Intrigued to see what, what they look like. That's really cool. Yeah. And uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, uh, no, 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 no. One of the things Nick said as well is that he notices the visual stripes tend to be especially bright um, in terms of their hypomelanism. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I have. I had a pair of hypo head stripes from him, um, but I lost the. What did I lose? <laughs> the the mail. So. I have to sort of get that project going again, hmm. I guess, you know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you like you don't even have them right there. Like, oh, yeah, by the way. Well, that's Shoot. cool. I mean, maybe I'll send you adults. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. There's so much going on here. <laughs> that's when you know you have too many snakes when you start farming your snakes out to other people to take yeah. care of and. You know, I I shouldn't get rid of the adults. That'd be a stupid thing to do. But yeah, nah, we'll hell talk. no. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I couldn't be more excited, man. It. It's like a. It's a. It's a really long lasting high. <laughs> I can see how this is an addicting thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hundred percent. You know, it's something. To, I, I don't know how to explain it, but once you see it, you're kind of like sucked in. I remember Justin and Ben talking about that a long time ago on Reptile Radio. They were saying something, you know, something along the lines. Oh, we got Terry Burwell in the uh, <laughs> in the chat. All right, what's Howdy. up, Terry? Diamond Python, Rat Snake. Uh, no, what does he do? He does the. Uh, oh man, I'm drawing a blank. God damn it! I can't think. <laughs> I can't think of the species of snake, like the cat-eyed snakes and stuff that he does, isn't it? What is it? Uh, I'm not they're sure. Not in, they're not in Australia, so I, oh yeah, there we go. Barons, <laughs> Baron I, yeah, Baron. Barons oh. are cool. Yeah, rhinos. Well, Rob will always be the rhino guy to me. I mean, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Rob is the rhino. Guy. Rhino Rob. Yeah. 
But uh, oh, I got something cool. <laughs> yes. And um, hold on. All right. He's going. Oh, we, are, are you drinking coffee, by the way? We, we skipped that whole thing. Yeah, we just jumped right into the snake stuff. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, it's I a snake pod. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> I got uh, same stuff I was drinking last week. Um, I had to. Uh, I forget the name. I'm drawing a blank, man. Like you, I came rushing home and I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then I promised my wife I'd cook her dinner. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I have gonna have time so she's coming home from work so i'm cooking dinner and I'm like oh shit you sent the link like waiting for a link waiting for a link <laughs> like yeah well, sorry oh, i hope you didn't ruin your dinner no no she came home for uh a break or whatever from okay. work or whatever so right all good um Nipper, hello to you you yeah. nippers here he said hello uh, you sexy love muffins that's got to uh, be the nipper Yes, that nobody is else the... would talk to us that way. No, no. <laughs> yes. No, he's been. Uh... Oh, we got Riley now. Okay. Riley. Riley is here. Yo. What's going on? Not much. Just dropped my better half off at the airport. It's boys weekend. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, Nipper said hello, you sexy love muffin. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Riley's like, what did I, what did I join here? I, I don't understand. I assumed I would be popping in on the middle of either coffee talk, some silliness, or something. Yeah, yeah well, we, we already did the actual snake part, so now it's coffee time. Yeah, oh. coffee talk. Wow, we're doing it backwards this week. All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're doing it backwards. We jumped right into baby brittles. <laughs> cool, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, let's see. I guess I could just share the screen. It would be much easier just to show you what I'm drinking. Mm. Right here. Ooh. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen those. It's actually nice. pretty good. Nice. Equator coffees. Very is that good. a is that like a, a an outline of the or silhouette of like a jaguar or something back there? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Nice. How is it? It's pretty good. Real is it comforting and rich, as the thing says. <laughs> yes. It is. Do you feel rich and comforted I feel now? I don't feel rich. <laughs> I don't feel rich. <laughs> Because okay. I just bought some reptiles, but I Ooh. do feel comfortable. So, um, this project, come here. Here we go. Oh, oh hello. Pipe. Nice. Queensland? Queensland. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Look at it. It's actually chill. Yeah. I love those. If I was going to do liasses. Yeah. Hmm. Look yeah. at that belly. Yeah. I know that's probably like my favorite part. So cool. And those yeah. probably are extra special for you based on the ones you found out there, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 I was talking about this. It's so weird. So like people get confused because we we're doing NPR last night and I was talking about that. This is sort of like one of those prods. So I got a pair and this is the, the male. He looks like he might be a little more fired up. <laughs> Yeah, let's leave it. There we go. Nice. We still haven't had blood on this podcast. That's right. <laughs> yes. Water pythons. Get it right. Water. <laughs> yes. It's not water. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, I've sort of had a, a struggle with that project because I don't know what it is, but I, I got a pair from Ryan and they died. <laughs> I got a pair from Nick. And they died. 
And oh, I started to question, am yeah, I well, sucky as a water python keeper? Like, yeah, what am well, I doing? They, they hear there? you say their name every time, and it hurts them. <laughs> yeah, it hurts their soul. But, um, uh, yeah, they were young. I kind of took them not that, they, you know, it's not like I got shitty snakes from them or whatever, but they were sort of like just out of the egg, didn't necessarily feed, you know, and then I think the trip probably stressed them and and there you go. But I'm just, you know, guessing, I guess. I don't know. Um usually I, I'm I've done that with carpets all the time where I've taken carpets and just that weren't eating and got them going. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. But uh oh you just strike at me now. <laughs> there they go. They're warming up. <laughs> yeah now you got it um yeah so um yeah after seeing them in the wild you know a couple times uh it's definitely uh, hmm. uh a project that uh, i'm gonna enjoy but I, I was talking about so i think it was who no it wasn't you guys it was um <clears throat> i gotta show you this uh yeah. So my thinking is right that if I can get, I'm gonna as as Nipper was calling it the other day, it's viv porn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I think I, was, I showed uh, it to you guys. Yeah, I was just over at Alan's place that we were talking about those. Yeah, man, he got some some rocks and stuff from him, whatever. But can you imagine like setting this up with like, you know, like to me this looks just like fog damp. You, you know what I mean? Like that same type. And I was, I was talking to Owen about like having this setup of where we had like this, you know, we were kind of like pulling them out of the tree roots and stuff like that. And kind of just resembles that kind of look. So if I could somehow recreate that into. That's sweet. Yeah, that would be so cool. Have that in a setup, you know? Yeah. It's buttress. beautiful. Yeah. And Alan right. and I were looking right. at it. The guy who does that, it's all custom made stuff. Right. And the uh, he molds it out of natural natural settings and yeah and he's just phenomenal with it yeah man yeah that'd be the way to do it starting fresh just like start with one of those in a big enclosure for an animal yeah yeah man I I would I would keep them as a pair and just put them in there and you know yeah eventually when I get babies in the uh, the tree roots there and the eggs. <laughs> I'll be like, yes, you know. And, <laughs> and you know, the crazy thing is, is Nick was saying that like how much um, people are looking for them, so they're kind of like uh, in demand at the moment, um, mm -hmm. which you is just kind of weird. Uh, from him? Are those Nick? From Nick? Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So yeah. I see how he does his uh, he does his sticker thing. So these his code yeah. is LS, <laughs> whatever that means. Queensland M5. Ooh, the blackhead in front of me just dug. Sorry, that was really cool. It did the oh, thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> it did the scoop. It did the scoop. But yeah, nice. I love Nick's little stickers. I save those things. They're fun. So do I. Yeah, because if people don't know, you know, one of the things that Nick is really good at is the whole, um, you know, lineage thing. And he gets these little codes and if you if you line up the code with his website, if you go and you look at the year, you can look at that. You can figure out which are your, you know, mm -hmm. your parents. Unless sometimes, sometimes 
and you you guys are probably privy to this too like where you get the the friends uh clutches you know like animals from the friends with benefits clutches and uh he doesn't put those lineages up on his website so you're like you know you gotta come on man send me the lineage <laughs> yeah he made a chart for this clutch and it says it's like his normal thing and then in the tiniest little font at the top it's like parenthesis hatched by lucas lee <laughs> but, <laughs> you got like, second billing <laughs> i'll take it yeah i mean he, he hasn't had the best year for brettles so i'm assuming the ones that i send him he's gonna put up on his site because he doesn't have that many so yeah we'll see which by the way i was just i was finished just finished uh, well i'm almost at the very end of the uh the animals at home podcast you did very, oh that was super much. fun yeah good job Thank very you. good yeah, I, I had a great time. Dylan's a really fun guy to talk with. Uh, yeah, I like hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Savus won the Liasis crown for the year. I think Gary produced some, right? Scavino. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What's the Liasis crown? I don't know. I didn't Just know there was a Liasis being born. Crown. <laughs> <laughs> the most popular. Uh, I know year. nothing of this popularity contest. Same. Yes, me too. In fact, I uh, I'm not much of a fan of Liasis. I got to tell you. Yeah. They're, what is it? They're nasty little bastards. You got the <laughs> you got the superior ones. You got the pop ones. Yeah. See me <laughs> like I try to compartmentalize them differently, but they look right. similar, and I'm like, mm. why do I have you when I have all of you? Yeah. But I don't know. After Travis said that the the Max chill out after a while, it's like, all right, I'll give them some more time. But they're assholes. So, <laughs> yeah, poor even Owen, out right? of the enclosure, they're assholes. Yeah. Poor Owen. <laughs> he, he, yeah, what do you call it? We were talking about this last night too. It's like he's his love hate relationship with the Maclots Python. Yeah, it's like I I threw it into his life, and he didn't want anything to do with it, and then. Um, you know, next thing you know, he's got these pythons that he can't breed, and he's like so frustrated with. And every time one loses an eyeball, one, right. I mean, it's, just like, it's just the most random shit that happens to him with this this project. You know, oh, I know it's I torture, but he can't let it go. It he gets a like... male, and it's another male, and then a female. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it goodness. feels like Owen has a love hate relationship with everything he keeps <laughs> <laughs> every species oh yeah more he has that with me too <laughs> roughies like, he only loves the roughies but they kind of hate him i guess <laughs> they really yeah hate yeah he, he i you know i the say to him gods all, of cursing yeah i i say to him all the time I'm like dude what are you doing why are you messing around with these goofy colubrids like just get yourself <laughs> Like ten rough scales. Stop buying corn Sell snakes. Sell your beauty snakes. King snakes and beauty snakes. And he's like, but I like them. I'm like, okay, <laughs> well then, you know, but I mean, if you're gonna, you know, like think about I was like, think about it the way I think about like popwin pythons or popwin carpet pythons, right? I don't have two. <laughs> I don't have four. Yeah. And most people that are serious about, I mean, how many Womas do you have, Lucas? Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, you can't even count. <laughs> it's going to be eight when Owens arrives. Ah, see, there you go. <laughs> and Riley, how many pop ones do you have? 
Uh, <laughs> Me? I have no idea. Oh, and how many do you have? I have two. <laughs> I like, what are you doing, man? Come on, get it together. Yeah, I've got at least 15 pop ones, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Good point. It's but, tough, though, but I feel his pain, man. Yeah, I really man. Do. I, I do too. I feel I, his I, pain. I, there are I, thousands I, and thousands of freaking awesome animals out there. Yeah. The problem is, is I get some of these snakes. I'm like, wow, this reminds me of a jungle carpet <laughs> or this, rem- <laughs> this yeah. reminds me of a citrus tiger. What the right. hell? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you're, you're right though. There is a lot of cool freaking stuff. And, and I'm, I'm worried because now I'm being drawn to things that aren't snakes. And that's just not okay. It's, <laughs> it's not safe. I suckered you in. You did. And also now that I have to take herpetology, like I, I, I've already written a frog essay and now I'm like, wow, frogs are kind of cool. And it's bad. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. I'll go down that slope, dude. You'll need See, a whole cold room. Yeah, exactly. So what, yeah, what I've decided is, is that you'd sort of pick an area, a continent, you know, whatever it is. And then, you know, if you want to expand a bit, like Justin Julander, he had it right the whole time, right? He's like, I'm Australian addictions. And, you know, everybody thought he was the carpet guy. But if he has a gidgy skink, no big deal. I'm Australian addiction <laughs> reptiles, you know, it's no big deal. It's, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, again, there's too much cool stuff. Kimberly rocks are Australian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I was just ch- checking out Alan's Kim's today. They're taking a nap right on the ground in front of me, like no cares oh. in the world. Those how, things are rad. How Bad cool ass. is that, man? They're how? awesome, like communally too. Like happiness can be big vertical thermal gradient, lots of room, lots of layers of materials and stuff. Just a simple setup, and they were thrilled. It was awesome. Nice. They were really cool. And then I, I pulled out one of his red ackies. It's like an eight month, nine month old male or something like that. Who's already like twice proven and just super calm was hanging out with him. So they're so cute. Look at that. Yeah. That little fun, man. Face. Yeah. They're really fun. <laughs> and then uh, from a distance, I saw Alan's little uh, Tristis babies running around the enclosure <laughs> and then uh, peeked in on. Uh, his savannas because his his uh, female is coming up to size probably next year. So nice, um, cool. So he and I are going to do some pairing there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's got some cool shit, man. That's awesome. Alan's got some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got blue trees too, right? Doesn't he have? Yeah, Matt, he's Matt got Ryan Ryan uh, Young's blue trees. Yep, those are super pretty. Yes, those Pobaras, are Parbot. Yes. I agree with this statement a whole hundred percent. Pilbara's, yeah. Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pilbara's. Yeah. If you like Kim's, you love Pilbara's, I think. But they're, they look like a, like a Bradley, you know? It's yeah, like, wow. Ryan said, how big do what get? Kimberly rocks, Ryan? They don't get too big. I mean, they're, I think they're a little bit bigger than Aki's, but I think that they're it's mostly tail thinner dude. and it's all tail. Mm-hmm. And they're very flat and compressed. So like adult Kims, I mean, if you've seen uh, Mike's video, they're not including the tail, probably 14 inches long, 12 inches long. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're not that yeah. big. Pause. I mean, I'm going to 
mute myself and unplug a clicky thermostat. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm I'm kind of probably going to copy you with that whole thing. <laughs> I really like Yeah, it. man. I mean, they're cool. <laughs> I, I I never pictured myself a monitor guy or a lizard guy. I never I never thought I would go down that road. Um you know, I I talked a long a long time with with Rob about it and um you know, I was sort of like, "Hey man, what do you think about me adding X?" And he'd be like, ah, "I don't know if that's going to be your thing, you know." And I'm like, well, Rob knows what I like and Rob kind of, he's worked with everything. So if he's telling me that it's going to be a pain in the ass, you know, so, so then every couple of, you know, every couple of months or whatever, I'd say, what do you think? Do you think I should do this? Whatever. And, uh, <clears throat> he would be, you know, he would say, oh, you know, the, the bugs are a pain in the ass that, you know, and then my dad started doing the whole bug thing. But to be honest with you, I haven't even used it from him yet because, I, I'm I'm signed up to that Dubia Roach thing, and it's like I don't know, it's like ten bucks a week or whatever, and it's delivered to my door, and like nice. it's just, I don't know, man. It's to like me, it's Dubias. a no-brainer, you know. Uh, they, yeah, I like working with Dubias more than crickets. I hate crickets. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but what about the can... falsies? What about the falsies? I like falsies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> falsies yeah they're I'm surprised. here <laughs> I don't, i'm surprised you don't have them riley you don't have falsies do you no nah, i have no desire to work with them at home um no. i worked with them in santa barbara in the zoo um had a huge male who uh incidentally killed a female overbreeding her like broke her back um right. was mm. relentless but we had him in a massive like walk-in display with a pool and tree branch and everything. It was a ton of fun, like beautiful animal, tons of fun. But um, they just get big, you know, like, and I already have a, a big colubrid in my Kribo. So totally, you know, it's just hard to, to justify that. Um, I think they're kind of both in the same, same niche, like a South American big colubrid, except Kribos uh, are a little fur further north more costa rica um i don't know they're, they're kind of very similar so they scratch the same itch i guess so they got me first yeah gotcha yeah. that makes sense for yeah. sure yeah quick question what's my setup for ackies and kims so for the kims um i i don't i don't have them here yet but i'm basically for now i'm gonna follow pretty much what mike is doing i don't know if you can see the this cage that's right yeah i'm never good at this <laughs> it's, it's so hard <laughs> <God> damn it <laughs> doing every, everywhere the, no so that's the ackies up here right there and then that <laughs> that right there is that one nice. that's the kims Nice. So it's higher up. So I kind of went with the higher thing because that's sort of what uh, Mike suggested. And, well, and that's um, what they're being raised up in right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's familiar to them. <laughs> the Ackies I'm about to upgrade, right? So the Ackies I'm working on, they're going to go in that top one right here. And I'm working on doing a background for that and trying to uh, soup it up and, you know, 
I don't know. I, I think I even think that that eventually they'll outgrow that. To be honest with you, I'd rather give them a little higher um, footprint. So then you can kind of like uh, you know rock ledges and take advantage of all that extra space, and they can kind of um, you know use those little micro habitats yeah. under you know uh, yeah cork Plus, bark or whatever. You're it would gonna be. hate so, all the the substrate that's gonna get in the glass track doors. You know, that's the one thing I hate about AP cages, man. I absolutely cannot stand that. It drives me nuts. And I'm thinking, like, why isn't there, and maybe this is something that I, maybe, like, you know, uh, something that I shouldn't say, but, um, but, like, why isn't there a cage manufacturer of, like, PVC cages? And maybe there is, and I don't know about it, but, like, with a deeper, well, you know what I mean? Like, a deeper substrate dam. All I can say is that uh, we've got a CNC machine coming at the shop, <laughs> and right. this exact situation has yeah. been uh, a top priority and concern of ours in the digital design process, and we have a solution for that um, yes. that, allow, that allows a deeper trough, uh, deep enough where your animals, even like a beardy and stuff, like they won't be able to really do much glass surfing. Um, there'll be a deep trough for ample substrate should you choose to use it. And the trough will be positioned in such a way that it's pretty difficult for, uh, animals to get dirt in there unless you fill it up too much. So I'm not going to say exactly what that design is because anybody listening could easily just replicate that. But, uh, yeah, that, that is, it is, uh, feasible to, designed to prevent or minimize that it just hasn't been done i think ultimately it's going to come down to me building my own enclosures right because you know ryan was saying that focus cubes does that but i don't know what it is about that cage i just don't like it i don't know if i've seen like i just don't like the idea of like it looking like somebody splattered paint on i mean i know you could probably get it without it and all that yeah. stuff but like but to i just be don't fair, yeah. Your, your your monolith is going to destroy those doors. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the other thing. So, like, I think I'm just going to build my own. I think yeah. that's the way to go, you know, because I, I either it's not high enough, it's not wide enough, it's like you all, and I understand why cage manufacturers are doing that, right? They mm -hmm. want to optimize the, the supplies that yeah. you're using, right? You know, you don't, you don't want to throw away, you know, uh, whatever. So build my own is the way I'm probably going to go. You know, again, I would uh, I would reach out to Alan on that because he's got a really ingenious and inf an affordable way to yes. build your own. Yes. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, those, he did. He showed wooden, me that. Yeah. the wooden pallet containers. You cut doors. From Uline. Yep. And uh, he just took some wood sealer, sealed the inside, ran about three to four coats of uh, liquid rubber on the inside and outside. And that thing holds water and insulates well. And it's yeah. light enough. Like these, these big crates are probably four feet by three feet by three feet. And, you know, doors cut in and he and I could just lift them up easily one by one on our right. own and just stack them. And, right. um, you know, all, all the materials and time spent, you're still spending less than what you would buy for one, one cage equivalent that size. So right. yeah, might, yeah. As well, might as well build your own. <clears throat> yeah. And then you can control all the, you know, the things that you want and it becomes more of a, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So if you're doing that for a monitor lizard, depending on the species and size, you can control the amount of ventilation required. You control yeah. the size of your basking lot bank as far as like um, how many light sockets you want for your basking spot, how big you want to make it or multiple. And it's right. as simple as just getting those, those, those appropriate housings and mounting them accordingly. Yeah. Sure. And I got the zoopoxy stuff and, you know, so I got that going and, you know, it's just a matter of sort of, um, I was, again, I was talking to Owen about this last night, but I think it's a matter of just starting it, you know, because I'm, I'm afraid that like, I, I think it's like, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to, you know, write a song or something and you're sort of in this writer's block, you're like, you know, you don't not play your guitar. You start playing your guitar and then hopefully something comes out of it, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but if you don't play your guitar, you're not writing any songs. So sure. Get to it. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> yeah. Why? Cause you're not playing your guitar or what? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You have you been slacking my, lucas my musical state <laughs> yeah. that's for a different podcast yeah, yeah i completely agree and i can't i can't freaking wait for grant and riley pvc enterprises i'm gonna drive up all the time <laughs> yeah coming soon man we just got word that the the pvc or the um the cnc machine is about to be done built it's gonna get shipped out this week and it should be here in a month and a half so so awesome yeah. That's yeah. cool, man. Are you going to redo all the caging in the store? Are you going to leave it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to redo yeah. everything. So right now in the snake room, it's a bunch of racks. Um, we've got plans to wall to wall, floor to ceiling, plus a back to back island sort of column of all PVC cages. Um, it'll be like 90 cages in the snake room. And then uh, in the front wall we're going to do a bunch of stuff put our breeders out there and have like privacy windows just we're just going to do a bunch of pv stuff pvc stuff over the next year or so redo a lot of the displays have stuff available for sale um i don't know if we'll do any shipping or anything at least not right away because there's a huge demand locally so yeah why even get into all that right you know what i mean like why mm -hmm. why even if you don't have to i guess you know yeah, I mean, it'll all depend on, you know, the efficiency of materials. Like if it if it's more cost effective for us to buy like, you know, several pallets, like a couple hundred sheets of different materials and then, you know, figure something out, like then it might be worth it if the market's right. there. But we're also trying to design them so that they're sturdy and pre-built. And so that kind of eliminates flat packing, which makes shipping expensive. Yeah, it almost seems like to me, and again, I could be totally off the mark with this because I'm sort of just looking at it, but it seems to me like that the caging side of the hobby, right, has not sort of caught up with the evolution of the natural keeper, right? So it's like you're still like, the, the, you know, like there's still AP cage style from what I see. So it's like, you know, maybe there's a shelf, maybe you put a branch in it, but it's really not geared towards anything other than like paper substrate. Maybe you could put like, cause this is just a pain in the ass, man. I absolutely cannot stand it. And then the white gets all dirt. Oh, it drives me nuts. I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah. yeah. OCD kicks in like, God yeah. damn it. You know, that is but, one of the things I like about these melamine ones that are, or that you know they have a lot of drawbacks but they have a lot of room for substrate before the glass uh, yeah with with no gap like 
it is a, a plus oh, for sure. Dude, such a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we're going to start seeing a revolution in cage design. I think focus right. existence is the start of that. They're the first people to really put themselves out there as a cage that's thought of outside of the box. Whether you like it or not, use them or not, you can't deny the fact that they're here. They're doing something different. It's, it's oh, going to be the start of inspiring people, you know, like yeah. who else has put windows on the side? Who else has made the same cages modular so you can have screen ventilated tops or not? Like yeah. they really do have the most customizable options and things like that. And if you don't use them, that's okay. But you can at least appreciate the ingenuity behind it. And um, sure, I think uh, I think it's just a matter of time before you see the very standard um, four by two whatever cage design kind of go by the wayside a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it seems like that's the go-to size, you know? It's like everything sort of sits in that, fits in that four by two by two, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know. Well, I think we're amidst a uh, uh, technological revolution as far as the reptile industry goes, so. Which is great. revolution, because... man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is great because the more, I think the more that people evolve their keeping the more that the technology will evolve and the more it'll get in you know it, it just takes people that are thinking to your point like focus cube right you know um they're thinking outside of the box and they're doing something different you know and i think a lot of people you know i hear nothing but good things about them or whatever just for me yeah. it kind of doesn't fit the theme of what I'm looking, you know what I mean? Like it right. just, it doesn't, it's not, and I'm it's sure not you a good do it a different thing. way. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. see for me, like I, if it were me, I would, I would have to do the whole room in them in order for yes. me to really like it. Even my room is already a hodgepodge of things. So like if, if I were to go that route, like I, I would probably experiment with some of their stuff um, down the line for some species, but I don't know, man. It's uh, it's it's difficult. You know, it's when you see other people building their own stuff and and the cost. It's like, oh man, I could yeah, I could go buy that or I could save some money and do this. But it all comes down to if you have the tool space know how as well. So, yeah, I think the other thing with AP cages is I think and this is ultimately going to be the what really hurts them in the long run is that I think because currently they're sort of the top of the line type of cage if you will like everybody talks about how great they are and no denying beautiful cage you know what i mean i mean it's mm -hmm. it, it's great stuff um quality's good everything like that um they're great people i met them at tinley and whatnot but the wait time is just it's just, it's, just it's it's not reasonable yeah. <laughs> you know oh, what yeah. i mean it's just it's not it's reasonable tough. you can't you can't and you know some people say plan better or whatever but like <laughs> nobody's planning almost a Hard year out that, for that yeah. like, no. it's ridiculous oh man it's yeah. just it's it's yeah. it's uh, you know and 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 they've always been pretty open and honest it's not what they do it's not their full-time job you know all this kind of stuff and it's like okay that's well and good but like either you're here here to do it or you're not you know but eventually sure. if you don't I mean, it's just retail 101. You either evolve or you go extinct. You know, I mean, either yeah. you're going to listen to what your customers are saying and adapt. Like, I don't know, understand like the amount of money that they must pull in when they were sort of the only game in town. 
for for a long time i mean when i got into carpets that was the that was the cage you know what i mean yeah. it was like oh if you got the carpet cage the ap three foot with the shelf mm -hmm. you you know honestly if if they could get the, if you could get the initial investment for them to make it their full-time gig reduce that wait time have a couple employees yeah. get a couple more machines cut more right, right they yeah. would they would skyrocket they would they, do really well they yeah. must just not want to because they, I don't think they do. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, that's and that's okay then. I think that's just the reality of the situation. And what that's done is it's created a void that's allowed other people to fill it like Chris Foley mm -hmm. and black box and all these other whatever companies, you know? Yeah. So, 100%. yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's no. just the, the wave and the trends. It's, it's like I said, a revolution. And yeah, I think people that are, you know, they're, they're, I, I think there's people out there that really believe that APs their go-to cage, and especially if you already have APs, you know what I mean. It's like yeah, I mean if you I want had, your room to match, at least if I, I had the room. choice, I would outfit this whole room. I would put every adult Morelia in three or four foot uh, cages by fifteen to eighteen tall, probably eighteen tall, with shelves, uh, UVB, the whole nine do males in like three foot cages, do the same thing and just like have everything in glass fronts except for babies. And just like, I would love it because I have behind this camera a, a seven stack of T8s and I love them and I know what I would prefer. And it's really just height and a little more features to them. And, you know, they're great yeah. cages. I can't, I can't say enough about them. I love the sliding glass. I wish the trough was a little bit higher because, right. uh, my Apodora is in one, and every time I get her out, a mountain of cocoa blocks comes out with her. So <laughs> that's just kind of the the cost of the battle with her, I suppose. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great a great cage design and manufacture. And like Eric said, if they if if they took a little bit of the the insight and constructive criticism from some of their their friends and 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 customers that right. you know have have tested and worked with other caging and other products and really put years into using these things, they could provide useful feedback, may make a few tweaks and options. I think it would be great. But if it's not their, if it's not their full time job, I totally see where this delay and everything comes from. I get it. It's not their full time job. That means they're like 100%. evening and weekend warriors, you know, like yeah, and and clearly they're happy with where they're at and and they don't, you know, they and that's their choice. That's it's their completely choice. their choice. And yeah. and um they make a good product the only net the only criticism that they receive yeah. is the lead time and right if that's just related to it not being their full-time job then like whatever you yeah. know you either you either sign up for it or or you, you know. know you go somewhere else and that's okay there's plenty of other people to go to you know um but yeah 100 percent Yep, Robert points out PVC cages has a pretty fast turnaround and they make a good product too um yeah, a lot, lot of options mm -hmm. for sure. Oh yeah, pvccages.com. Yep, yep. Yeah. They're they're a great company. That's um, good. They're they're steady and and they mm -hmm. never really seem to fall behind. Every time I check, they're they're about 3 to 4 weeks for the past few years. So. Yeah, I think I think there's something to be said for if you stay kind of stay in your lane and only have a handful of products and don't overextend yourself and really just yeah. find where you excel and find the volume at which you excel at. Totally. Um, you know go that route until uh, natural growth uh, presents itself if possible, or if you even want to, I mean, you kind of have to roll with the trends of the hobby as well. So like mm -hmm. you can't expect like the same, 
you know, 10, 15 designs on your website to still be relevant 10, 15 years ago uh, today, and it could change and you just gotta, gotta kind of roll with it. Depends on how big of an operation you want to be, you know? So if you're like two guys on the weekend with one or two machines, you can only do so much. So. Yeah. 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 But gotta, gotta play to those confines, you know, like play to your strengths. It's the same sort of thing. Right. Robert says he's still, he wishes they offered white though. I've never personally mm. used white cages and I've always heard they're great brand new until they start getting dirty and stained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they yellow over the years. I don't think so. But um, I mean, it does mean you have to do less work lighting up the enclosure, I suppose. So there's advantages to that. I just would think that over the time they might get a little bit dirty, even if you're on top of your, your cleaning game. Yeah, they do. And especially with the substrate, it sort of stains it if you're using, you know what I mean? It's sort of like, yeah. So I, have I, I get what just used uh, boa file cages. Jeff I have one. I have one boa file cage. So Rob swears by them. They're um, amazing. Yeah. Rob loves I, them. Yeah. They're solid. You can stand on those damn things. I don't think they ship flat packs, so I don't know what that does to cost involved. I've never personally bought them. I've mm-hmm. worked with them. I've seen it people's did. collections with them. I know Gary Scavino has his whole room outfitted with them. Yeah, um, yeah. They use, a, if I'm not mistaken, they use a really uh, thick uh, domestic produced uh, acrylic that is tough doesn't bow doesn't yellow over over time mm-hmm. uh for the doors i love the locks i've used them in like two three and four foot cages they're very sturdy yeah uh, no i really I, like mine really the, like the only thing that i've had go wrong with that one is one of the mounting screws for the heat panel was mm. stripped and fell out uh, wow. but that's an easy fix yeah easy fix and other than that it's been it's been solid um the light that he installed in it could also be improved upon mm. it's a pretty dim yellow light um, okay but other than that like in terms of build quality super nice super super nice and i haven't yeah. had any issues um yeah 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 they uh ryan was talking about bow and master cages mm-hmm. and i had i had two of them i, I didn't like them to to robert's point first of all i don't want your name on my cage <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. I, you know, I, yeah. I just think it takes away from maybe, maybe back in the day where it wasn't, re- you know. But if you're making a naturalistic enclosure, the last thing you want to do when you're looking into that enclosure is see his boa master across the top of it. You know, <laughs> I, mean? I don't know. Sort of just takes something away. Yeah, it was the right on the door, know? wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't That's like weird. it. Weird. I remember those old cages. And, and it's not even that it's Boa. I wouldn't even want EB Morelia or, you know what I mean? Like any, any of that. If right. you need to put your name or emblem on it, put it on the low corner of the faceplate on the bottom or something. But um, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want anything uh, impeding my visibility. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know where I bought the cage from. I mean, I'm not that senile yet. I do forget stuff from time to time, but good Lord, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a friend who had one of those and one of his retics kept pushing out of it and got out several times from it. Is his name Owen? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds familiar. Oh, they didn't use glass. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Pop the door though. But uh, I think that's going to be my move. And then for like smaller species like geckos and stuff like that, that I have or whatever, I'll just use exoterrors and stuff like that. 
I am currently foaming a big old palladarium for an Aki. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, I'm excited. That's cool, man. My uh, my buddy is going to let me take care of one of his adult males um, that he needs to separate for like dominance reasons. I guess that one's beaten up on one of the other ones. So I said, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of him here and we're going to do a really cool build and cool. Make it, make it look sweet. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's, <clears throat> that's cool. I, um, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to get more, more of that going. And, um, I was telling Owen yesterday that I think I'm going to move my diamond pythons out of this room and put them in the outside room right here and do like a real nice display on that one wall. That's basically take up the wall nice. because out of all the snakes, like they can get caught. So it'll get 50 degrees there. No problem without, mm -hmm. you know, without even trying. So I think I'm going to do that just to, uh, just to, to see what happens and, yeah, Dude, sure. I can't get over that custom uh, Cam's custom background. That one where he had the diamond and it was just sort of like hanging in the middle, like doing the chondro, you know, uh, waiting for the 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 mouse to come by type of uh, <laughs> perching, um, predator perching. It's yeah. ah, dude. that's so cool to see. Yeah, naturalistic behaviors. It's nice seeing that. Yeah, totally. If you're going to display something in a big old cage like that, too, do the diamonds, man. Why not? They're, yeah. so, they're so pretty. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's hard to beat a diamond python, that's for sure. They don't they don't get as much love as they should. It's weird how that group of carpets is sort of like on their own little island. You know what I mean? They're just like diamond right. python people. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly, I it's think, certainly interesting. I think that'll change as a changing of the guard comes with the generational shift. Yeah. More yeah. people start keeping them. I think I think we just gotta keep talking about them and, and keep, you know, promoting them and, and reminding yeah. people that they're out there to keep, you know, looking into them because as long as there's still people looking into them and working with them, they'll stay around and yeah. even if they're not for everyone and they don't end up mainstream because there's no morphs or whatever, but um they're <laughs> <laughs> They you, want some, they you want some morph diamonds, uh, Lucas? Is no. That what <laughs> <laughs> Although, if you're offering, yeah, they'll they'll be the last the last carpet I need to to add unless the states opens us up to Imbricata one day. So I should add a lot of justice, just like the brittles. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, they fit right into, uh, to the whole plan there, you know, I mean, yeah. don't worry. I'll, I'll send you some soon enough. Hopefully I make them next year. Yeah. You know, fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. And I'll just hold on to Riley's until he gets his house. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. <laughs> that'll, that'll be his housewarming present. Here you go. Uh, Diamond pythons. Have a, uh, it's not a bad Rachel, one. Rachel, this one's going right in the living room. What? Yeah. I don't think so. You can keep a koala. Shut up. We just, I, I, oh man, we just got that kitten. I think we've got enough mammals. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enough warm blooded animals. Dude, for that sure. thing is crazy. He gets like a little wild hair up his ass and he's like, vroom, vroom. If you're walking down the hallway and he runs right through you, you almost trip. Dude, little bastard hopped into the guinea pig cage. It was like, oh my god, he's like hopping up on the counter. He's nuts. 
funniest right. little thing ever. Like he comes into the snake room and he's like staring at the Kribo. He has no idea what he's looking at. It's like, <laughs> uh, wow. I'm like, dude, that thing could freaking eat you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little thing. He, he like randomly ran up and like attacked my girlfriend, just bit her right on the ass. Like, ah! like God damn it. Like a fucking wow. savage monitor lizard. <laughs> yeah, cats are funny. Cats are, are hilarious creatures. We didn't really domesticate them. They domesticated themselves and not all the way. <laughs> like, yeah. Stuff they wanted to. They're crazy yeah. though. They're Joe, Ro- Joe Rogan's stand up on cats is the best. So good. Man. Oh, so that's good. the best. Yeah. He's like uh, the cats at the window and it's like, mm, I remember. He's <laughs> <laughs> like flying around outside. That's, uh, that's the greatest. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That oh, being in, that being said, keep your dang cats inside, people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding. Cats inside and the problems with Australian stuff. Have you guys seen? Uh, Alan turned me onto this new YouTube channel today. It's Brian Bush, and he has this this video called Pygmy Python Heaven, and it's yes. just like POV video of him flipping rocks, and he's finding all these geckos of pygmy pythons out, and he's like, "Oh, another pygmy! Oh, <laughs> yeah. this old dude having a good time." I was like, "Man, that's hilarious." Now Super that's good. a guy I would love to hang out with, Brian Bush. That guy has had to have seen some amazing, yeah, Australian animals. Like, I mean, he just like yeah. goes out into the bush for like going out to the bush for a couple of weeks, looking for some <laughs> pygmies, imbricata, geckos, lizards, you name it. You know, or venomous or whatever he's looking for. Yeah, man, he's got some cool shit for sure. Yeah. Uh-oh. What do we got? If anybody wants to check out the video I'm talking about, it's it's right here. Pygmy Python Heaven. <laughs> it's Speaking so of pygmies, good. I'm going to be getting a pair of them from Justin. Ooh. Um, nice. I was waiting for my bonus check to come through, and now that it did, nice. I get to uh, spend it all on reptiles. First of working in the corporate world, weekends yeah. off, all is off bonus checks all that stuff holidays off well you got me confused with somebody else bro. <laughs> talking about? holidays are your worst time probably yeah, yeah. you know holidays don't exist in my life <laughs> what do you mean we don't have enough honey hams <laughs> <laughs> we're out of turkeys no, no. <laughs> That's almost as bad as pandemics. Where'd the toilet paper go? (laughs) I remember the one year, right? This is sort of an on off thing, right? But the one year I I had just started working at the store in Jersey and um, the truck was late and, and it on there, it had the hams for Easter and (laughs) you know, the people were just killing me. How can you not have hams? I said, screw this. I'm driving up to the warehouse and I'm picking them up. What are you going to put them in? I'm going to put them in my truck. Just put the pallet right in my back of my truck. So I drove up to the to the warehouse with the Titan, and I'm like, they bring out the big forklift, and they just like nice. forklift this pallet of hands <laughs> into the back of my truck, and the truck yeah. just goes. And I'm like, screw it, I'm driving home with it. So I'm driving down the, the New Jersey Turnpike with uh, oh. this pallet of hams off the back, which is just a no-no on so many levels. You can't do that. It's not refrigerated. Well, it was cold, so it's yeah. not like a I've had but. similar experiences during my fish market days with crab. Christmas crab. Oh, God. Yeah. Lucas, yeah. run a U-Haul and go get another box of crab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Going uh, to the pier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Whew. Yeah, you... you 
when you when you work the day in a seafood spot, oh. man, you come home and you got fish scales in your yeah, you, know, you try shaking them out everywhere, you know. Back when the iPhones, before they recognized your face, when you had to do fingerprints, mine uh -huh. never worked because my fingerprints were worn off by the end of every day. <laughs> like, yeah. If it wasn't um, the fish slime, it's all the soap. <laughs> oh, man, the smell was horrible. And then yeah. especially in those days, I was younger and we'd be out drinking all night, come to work at like five o'clock in the morning to open up the seafood and you're still hung over. It's and you're the worst like, thing for hangovers. Your, your, your eyes are barely open and you're like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to push through this. You open up the cooler and all you smell is that fish smell and you're like whoa yeah no i i have had some of my worst experiences as a hungover human being open a opening oh, a fish market it's hard cold yes slime yes and stink smell yes it's the three things you don't want when you're hungover it's the worst <laughs> yeah 100 yeah, percent so yeah so Bad. it's not all cracked up it's all to be so <laughs> But it yeah. gets me some Kimberly Rock monitors, pygmy pythons, and uh, yes, so whatever, some water pythons. Weirder, weirder, weirder. Yeah, Riley, you weren't here. I made I made Brettles pythons. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, addic he's addicted now. I'm really oh, yeah. happy. <laughs> uh, is the second clutch hatching yet? No, I think the. The next two clutches, they were a day apart. They're like day 51, 52. So nice. it shouldn't be long now. <laughs> you got the hang of uh, popping your first clutch. Yeah, I'm going to have somebody double check me on girls. I mean, a, you know, a peen's a peen. So I'm confident about the boys, but <laughs> somebody yeah. should double check my girls. Yeah. Uh, but right now it's at 11.11, .11, which is kind of crazy. It's good. Good split split ratio. Yeah, I told Nick that, and he's like, well, that never happens. You're probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your Nick voice is the best. <laughs> I, I heard you say it on Animals at Home. You're like, yeah, and you always like start it like this. I know Nick real well, so I can say this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, it's not like he listens to any of these shows anyway, but I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea that I don't like also love it like it's hilarious uh, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and then i'm thinking like is this what young people think of his old guys like <laughs> no it's just him <laughs> that's great yeah uh i just thought it was funny because I, I say the same thing he does it to himself i mean has he ever done a podcast without saying i was a bit confrontational in my younger years and i'm, I'm <laughs> Dude, out no idea you have no, Riley, I don't know if you remember him from the MP days, but you have no idea, Lucas, man. Holy hell, was he, dude, he was crazy. Like, you, yeah. like I say all the time, it's before avatar. he became a gym this rat. Dude, just doing this. This was his avatar. He like, didn't have an outlet on, yet. <laughs> yeah, you click on the forum, and there's this dude just pounding this other guy like this, and it's just moving like, wow, he's just mad. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, and, yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, hey Nick, um, hello, my name is Eric Burke. I'm looking to buy some bread lie. Um, you know, can you tell me? I don't even know what I asked him. Like, do you have any available? And it was just call me. And I was like, damn it, <laughs> I don't want to call him. I'm afraid of him. I can't talk to him. He's gonna yell at me. Yeah. What do you want, kid? <laughs> uh, um, it's so funny. 
but he's great. Yeah. yeah it's, it's the best. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Um, what are your guys herping trip plans for 2023? Baja. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Australia. Riley Alan, knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Alan was uh, Alan was hitting us up the other day, trying to pimp us out for an Austria or uh, a Baja California trip, 2023. Oh, is that like, where that rattlesnake is at? Yeah, the Catalina Island. Yeah, rattlesnake. yeah. He was sending yeah. it. Yeah, he sent me to. I was me like, and Riley, oh, like we don't even know what we're doing next week. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I can't think that far ahead, dude. Yeah. Um, These young guys, man, they can't plan ahead. They do it by the seat of their pants. <laughs> yeah, I just, dude, I. I never have the money to afford shit like this. I can't even afford like I'm, I just paid rent today. You know what I mean? Like let's <laughs> let's get through next week first, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I live yeah. in California. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I, um, I get it. But uh, you know, maybe that'll change one day. Twenty twenty three. I'll be done with school, so it's possible. <laughs> For twenty twenty. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Twenty twenty three. Well, in 2023, I hope, uh, God, I hope that Australia is open. And that's where I'll be herping the entire year. All of my vacation time will be spent in Australia. Yeah. yeah. So if that works for, out, then uh, you can just pay one of us to come, come yeah, work man. and take care of your animals all day, every uh, week. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to Australia. You take yeah, care yeah. Of that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Then you'll leave the wife with the animals. She'll be all right. She'll, she'll be able to take care of it. <laughs> you can train one of your monitors to take care of them. They're smart, right? They have hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe by then that new, uh, Tesla bot that, uh, what's his name <laughs> just unveiled can take care of the snakes for you. Alonius Musk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We are not going to Australia anytime soon. Could be true. All hell is broken loose there. Yeah, I don't know. I think no, they like, locked I think down get it one case. They, yeah. like, they locked New down Zealand from one, had case one place. They're like, yeah, they're just, well, New Zealand has been killing it this whole time. Like, yeah, I, they, I wish I was in New Zealand. They had one me? case, like, whoop, gone. Yeah, yeah. no problem. Yeah, yeah, so they'll get their shit together soon and it'll be good. It's just, yeah. It's just when the world decides to open up to international travel a little bit more. And then once America stops pissing everyone off. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, Is that uh, even possible? You know, no, I don't think so. Um, peace. Peace. You know, what's funny, right? Everybody gets in this debate about getting a vaccine or not getting a vaccine. Right. And here was my deciding factor. I said, does it mean I can go back to Australia? Yeah. And shoot me up. Sign me up. <laughs> I know, sign yeah. me up. I don't, I don't care if I don't if, give a shit. I don't care if it gives me radioactive blood and superpowers. I've been shooting for that since I was a little kid and found out what <laughs> Spider-Man and X-Men was. Okay. Yeah. Sign me the hell up. If it right. gets back to normal, stop I know with we're the conspiracy not a, theories. I know but we're not just, a political pod, but it tries That's to, not political. It, it, it's not. And that's it's what drives me absolutely nuts. I hope everybody that is an anti-vaxxer also is not vaccinated for polio, measles, tuberculosis. Like, I hope you're not vaccinated for jack shit if you're not getting this shot. Because otherwise, yeah. you're a hypocrite and you're being dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And people are dying because of you. <laughs> I think the problem... Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, boy. We're going to open up this okay. Pandora's right. box. <laughs> Anybody, uh, let's let's no, close no, no. the box. The, uh, the yeah. views of Lucas Lee are not the views of Morelia <laughs> Python Radio Network. Yeah. All inquiries yeah. can be sent to my inbox. There we go. <laughs> we'll close the box. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
So sorry, <laughs> carpet pythons. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah you know, it, it, yeah, it says uh, you thought uh, you know uh, what is it? Caging versus racks was a was a t- was, was a Pandora's. Let's box. not talk about climate change today. I'm too much. I'm too fired up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you want to talk about all the fires in California and how that didn't yeah, used can't to be breathe. 15, 20 years. Dude, it's smoky as hell right here. There's yeah, a huge the AQI is close to two hundred where I'm at at the moment. Yeah, I was just outside and like I can't see the sun. There is no sun. It's just on fire everywhere. But like people are like, oh man, I'm thinking about you out there. I'm like, I'm not. I mean, after the Thomas fires, unless that fire is like visible from my doorstep right there, I'm not sweating it yet because I've been through that. This will blow over, but it just sucks. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's crazy. What you guys experience out there with that shit is nuts. And you know, we all, we all we experience that. now. Didn't yeah, you? Do. My entire childhood, we didn't. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am over these fires as much as like I would love to stay a, a proud fifth generation Californian and and ride that that train out. I oh man, I just I don't think it's worth the cost of living and all this stuff anymore. So. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Who knows where the world will take us, but uh, right. as long as I can keep my snakes, man, I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's the uh, <laughs> the only relaxation. <laughs> you know, it, it's... Yeah, that's the whole... Here. Hold <laughs> off. The whole yeah, the whole reason why, uh, you know, like, trying to... You know, for a long time when doing NPR, right, I, I would always be like um, wondering like why people would think like having too many snakes or too many reptiles is stressful or would be, it becomes a job or, you know, you hear all this like those kind of statements made and all. And like, I guess when I was doing it, I didn't understand it. But then as the collection grows and now when you're in a spot like I'm in now, mm-hmm. it's like it 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 doesn't become enjoyable because if you're not breeding, right? So this is where I hit the wall when I was breeding every year was like, okay, that's sort of my excitement, if you will. Right. But as soon as that kind of stopped, because as Lucas will tell you now that he knows, it's like as soon as you hatch it out, it's like, well, everything's good with the world again. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> yes. yeah. All that hard work paid off. I'm so glad that the that, that this is uh, where we're at. But um, yeah, I, I just don't. I don't know. I I want to get the collection to a size where it's 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 fun. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. it's not work. It's not stress. It's you know. Yeah. Whatever, you know, it's just it's just fun and just enjoying it and not not worrying about, you know, am I do I have the latest morph of this or am I the top person for that or you know, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. I don't know, I'm past that shit. So yeah. You guys are young, so maybe you're not past that shit yet, but you'll get there. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> I don't, Someday I don't. when Eric needs a, a cane and, uh, yeah. and I have yeah. uh, I have gray hairs of my own, yeah. you were right, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're correct. I don't yeah. feel the need to breed everything and have all the morphs, but I do want to have a, a little sampling of all the uh, all the Morelia in my collection, except for green trees. I've, I've done that that's not interesting <laughs> you swore to me. them off yeah i haven't sworn them off i just like they don't interest me you like i, yeah, I love seeing other i love seeing other people like show off these stunning examples like 
uh, whatever it is, designer locality. I think they're absolutely gorgeous animals and to have a, a nice killer display, whether it's minimalistic, naturalistic, bioactive, whatever, having a chondro perched in that is pretty sick looking. Don't get me wrong. That's not the animal for me. I like, I don't know. I just like, I think the reason why I like Morelia so much is the, the, the variety within it. And nice. I just kind of geek out on that variety yeah. within yeah. it. Yeah, I, I don't. I've always kind of been that like I need to complete the set kind of person. Me too. Um, which doesn't have any rationale for people who are listening and like just getting into the hobby and stuff. You don't necessarily, and I, I wouldn't actually even recommend approaching it that way. That's just that's my addiction. I'm just an excessive person. Um, always have been, and right. I, I just to me I need to experience it all. And once I have it all, then I really soak it in. And I just like to, like, to me, I can see and feel and understand the differences of each of these animals. And I like their differences. And, and that's what kind of geeks me out. And I feel like if I didn't have one or I got rid of one, I would feel like I'd be getting rid of a part of, like, my interest, my my yeah. overall, like, goals. Um, right. I don't know. It's It's hard to detach that from from myself and it's hard to really see any rationale or lack thereof in it because it's just, it's a necessity. It's a true, like I, to me, it feels like a biologically true necessity, which is really irrational, but um, I don't know. I just, they're, they're my drug and they're, they're cool yeah. as hell, but yeah. then other people come in, we, you know, you, you, you get in shows and you talk to other people and you get geeked on their experiences and, just there's too many animals you've never you've never found them all you've never discovered them all you've never and even when you think you learned did. of them all yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah and that's that's like the coolest thing to me so like i don't see anything wrong with having an evolving collection either i don't see anything wrong with having a static collection too so i don't know it's just to each is his own couldn't be more true when it comes to these animals and how we keep them but like it's just Morelia really provides a good itch to scratch for me. That's all I can say. I just, sure. it's, it's endless, dude. Like, yeah, you know, it's now that I'm creeping in on uh, getting that inland. And then the next thing is just diamonds. Now I'm like, well, what else? Now it's like Cape York's Brisbane, like locality stuff. I'm like, Hmm, I'm talking yeah. to my boss. Cause he's friends with, he's got a friend who's an importer who has right. Indo connections. I'm like, how good of connections can he get stuff from the East side? Let's mm -hmm. talk, you know, like, yeah. I would love to see if some sometime in the future somebody could reignite some connections to the east side stuff and really open up this can of worms that could be a can of worms or not uh, with Nova Guineas. Like that's my newest obsession right now is yeah. I really want to see these two shed and grow and I want to see the differences and everybody has been posting like they've been getting babies from like Billy Hunt and stuff. I love I like zoom in on their faces and look at their their snout. It's just. Yeah. I can't, uh, I can't get enough of it. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, um, I, I, I agree with you, man. It's, it's like one of those things, like, you know, I think a lot of people, like when I started getting into other, you know, reptiles and stuff, people thought I was like going away from carpets, but like to me, they're the bee's knees, man. There's nothing better. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? It's like, just it, the, the, the carpets were your gateway drug into the rest of it because yeah. you love them so much. Right. You're like, this complex is so amazing. This area they come from is so amazing. What else is there? And it's just a natural progression of like appreciating where these animals that you come from or where these animals that we keep 
come from and what else is involved. Like yeah. Aspidites. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 100%. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, geckos, dude. Yeah, like man. I, the other night I was flipping through the 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 new uh, Iper. Are... I'm, I'm going to call them the new Iper books. Uh, um, right. For sure. Because it's for both of them, you know. Um, they they left me a lovely little note on the inside that is awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm going to, I, I got to get the frog book and the, the what was the first one? It's just the Dangerous Ones of Australia. Dangerous, yeah, Dangerous Yeah, so whoever doesn't have that, we'll, one of these days we'll have to put together like a group shipping to make it worth the whole the freight and everything. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was just flipping through that, man, and I was reading all the descriptions, and I noticed like based on certain groups of these geckos, there's a lot of similar description and stuff, but you look at them, and they're all so different, and there's so freaking many of them. And they yeah, have man. a lot of great photos with each one. And you can see the habitat they're in, or at least a little sliver of it. And to me, it's like the same thing as, as all those photos that we've geeked out on when you came back from Australia, seeing like that jungle in, in its natural habitat. And, sure. and it's just, you see it in the geckos and then you see how vast that array of geckos is. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I see how people are like, I get it. Like, I really get how there's a huge, like, just a, a teeth sunk in, like, obsession and dive, like, deep down this rabbit hole and seeing it all and appreciating all of them for their little, just minute details, man. It's cool. It's really freaking yeah. cool. Yeah. I've been on this kick where it's like, you know, for a while, I was sort of in this mindset that I wanted to learn about snakes. And then it's like, okay, well, I can, you know, and then you sort of get focused on the species and you try to learn all you can about the species or genus or whatever, you know. And then I've, I've found that I would, I'm, I'm sort of happiest when I'm reading about, you know, and to your point, right? I got a book on Australian trees. Like, what the hell? Do I do? You know, it's just like, what do I care about a tree? But it's just like, to your point, like, you know, you sort of like, once you sort of start peeling away the layers of the onion, you know, it's like, peeling oh, the bark well, off the Australian tree. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I think, you know, ultimately, I hope that at one day of my life, it just gives me a better understanding of how it all works together. Right. Right. You know? And like, yeah. uh, I think like a lot of times um, in the past, I've sort of just focused on the species that I was sort of looking at, but like, yeah. you know, now it's sort of like trying to step out of that and look at like, okay, so what's the natural history of its prey or yes. what's the natural history of where, you know, it's in this tree. What is it doing? You know um, why, yeah. why are, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's, it's just, all connected, man. I mean, yeah. just the, the ecology of, of the entire web it, it, it's all interconnected and like if you're interested in one thing all of the other things that are somehow related can benefit your knowledge of your primary thing yeah um, like you know like i was talking to you about at the beginning of before we went live like i just had to write a paper on the paleo history of frogs and i was <laughs> like well this sounds like it's gonna suck but just from doing that even like i actually understand so much more about like dispersal of the australasian pythons like i know what gondwana and laurasia is now i'm like oh right. that's that thing that nick's always talking about like i get it and it yes. you know, it, it all ties in yeah you know that's the fascinating part 
when you're listening to a, a you know like a nature documentary of some sort and then all of a sudden you hear the ply the pleistocene <laughs> and you're like oh i know that <laughs> you know, like Clearly, during the last Pleistocene glaciation, yeah. there was no water between Australia and New Guinea. It wasn't there. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Um, but but yeah, no, it, it's incredible to, to try and get, when you zoom out a little bit yes. yeah. and, uh, and, and understand a bigger ecological picture, it just makes the, the finer resolution stuff so much cooler. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be sick I to mean, have like a mega enclosure, like get the eight by four by four AP cage and like throw some big vertical stuff in there and some branches and like keep some brettles pythons up and then like some freaking Amy A on the bottom or something oh, like yeah. that. Multiple species. Some pilbras or something. That would be so cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's, that's um, there's a really big uh, like jungly exhibit at the Oakland Zoo in the reptile room where they have big red tail boas up top and like dart Amazon frogs. tree boas and the dart frogs. Yeah. And it's such a cool, like that's my favorite thing to stare at at that whole zoo is just, this yeah, they, they've done old... a good job in that building. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I think like, I think, you know, for me, the, the evolution from moving away from, you know, racks and breeding and all that kind of stuff is sort of like the whole idea of, I feel like, I don't know how to say this right, but it feel like it's made me dumber, right? Because <laughs> in a way like that, I'm not able to, it's, it's like I got to the comfort zone of like, okay, oh, you know, if I open the tub or whatever and I see that they're doing X, then I know it's time to introduce, you know, the male. Whereas like, I bet you if I was able to like really take time and observe them, I'm going to learn so much more if that makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I feel like for me, more than, more than the, the drama that ensues between people fighting with each other about my tribe or your tribe, it's more about trying to really become a student of the serpent to where you're, you know, because I mean, let's face it, like, you know, as much as I love going herping and stuff like that, it's much better when I can drink a coffee and just watch it in my reptile. You know, you know, you don't have to worry about yeah. flights and all this shit and all that stuff. You know, it's the middle of the night. I want to see what the snakes are doing. I can go down and I may, might make an observation that I, I they, they're probably maybe doing it, but I'm not seeing it. So I'm not right. learning anything. There's no, mm -hmm. there's no information that's coming in. That's like, I've, I've, it's sort of like, you know, Owen used to say, like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So it's it's almost like you get to this level where you're sort of like, okay, well, I made it work, and this is all I need to learn. When really, there's so much more to learn, and there's so many more you know things that you can 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 learn if you would just take the time to watch and observe, because they'll kind of tell you what they they wanted. You know what I mean? I don't know. 100%. I don't know if that makes sense. The second you adopt the. Uh well, it's always worked this way or it's always, you know, yeah. you're, you're done progressing and, and then you're doing yourself and the animals a disservice because we don't know everything and we never right. will. It's, it's yeah. an endless pursuit. Yeah. Um, which is for me, and that's the fun the thing. Appeal. Yeah. That's yes, the point. Yes. <laughs> that's the whole thing, you know? And like, and to your point, right. You're like constantly trying to push that 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 thought because i found that sometimes when i've thought outside the box again talking about like a book on australian trees or birds or whatever it would be you know they may make a note about something in a way that 
maybe a reptile book wouldn't have made that note. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like you might mm-hmm. learn, see it from a different perspective, I guess, if that's, uh, you know, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just sort of where I've progressed as, as a keeper and, you know, what, where I see myself going for the future, I think is, is kind of that, you know, it's, it's that whole enjoying the animal and, and it's so much better when you're not involved in bullshit. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I just, well, it's another, it's another level of obsession to sink in and like just observe and soak up behavior yeah. and yeah. like understand your animals better. That, that was one of the, the nice things about working in zoos is everything is naturalistic enclosures. So you really have to set it up to their favor and, and do it well and be a student of whatever animal it is. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, 100%. And, you know, adjust accordingly. And, and then, you know, when you try something new and see something different out of your animals for the first time, it's really exciting. Like, you know, yeah. the first time my, you know, my former bosses learned that beaded lizards would climb the eight foot rock ledge up over my head. They were like, wait, what? And then the first time they saw them go down into the pool and right. swimming, they're like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, man. Yeah. You know who's a perfect, you know who's really like made me sort of like see this is Mike Stefani from Mike's oh, Monitor, right? Yeah. Freaking love the that dude, guy. Dude, like, I He's mean, got his chair, and th- that's what he does. <laughs> he and, kn- and, he's a student of his animals to yeah. a yes. T. He knows his stuff. Yes, yes, and yeah. and his results speak for it, right? And he's completely I, humble. He's like so. The, dude, he's like the yeah. nicest dude, and I've never met him. And I just want to like, can he? <laughs> is he like taking applications for adopting adults as? You know, <laughs> like members of the family to like work in his family. Like, cause I'll, I'll move out there. We'll shoot, sign me up. Rachel can run your, your online store, <laughs> handle the online merch invoices and shipping. And I'll just be your, your cleaning monkey while you get to be the, the boss monkey. Yeah. Right, Mike. <laughs> no, I agreed. He's so fun to listen to. And also Warren with the comments of the day right there. That's yeah. This is, this is it. Tie it all together. <laughs> By the time you get your cage, there's a there's no land bridge anymore. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to order a boat. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's great. Well, well wow. done, sir. Welcome, yes. welcome, Doctor Booth. Yes. Welcome. Yes. By that's the hilarious. way, speaking of Doctor Booth, the new cover, well, the you know the 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 oh, working yeah. cover of the mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. complete carpet. Uh, yeah, is is sort of taking shape and. You know, Justin sending us these little, uh, you know, uh, behind the scenes type of shots and Nick posted it up and whatnot. So to me, it looks like they're getting there. Dude, I cannot wait to get my hands on this book. Yeah. Oh my God. As soon as to, it's up available for pre-order. I'm try to order like five of them. Yeah, I'm going to order <laughs> yeah. as many as I can afford. I told Owen, I, you know, I said to him, I said, I think I'm, I, to your point, I think I'm going to order like four or five of them just so I have them because. You never know. Yeah, I don't know. Not it's because be, I want to resell them or whatever. It's just like no, one no. of those things, you know. It's yeah, I don't know. If it's you lose one, one or you take you it on lend a them trip, out to friends, yeah. yeah. And if they never give them back, you're not totally screwed. No, nah, they're not doing pre-order yet, Alex. Um, they, you know, no. they just sort of like in our NPR chat. They, they, you know, Justin had shared a picture, and dude, it's the, it's the, it's my favorite carpet python of all time. That's, Hands down, the nicest carpet python. Yes, nothing can touch it. It's it's an inland 
with the Bradley and, a, you know, it could be Imbricata, the Flinders Range carpet that Matt Somerville took that. I think it was Matt Somerville that took that picture. Holy shit. As soon as you see it, you uh, I'm going to share it. I mean, I'll come on, man. Well, I mean, it's no jag. <laughs> <Ew>. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Yeah, that thing's insane. Red, gold, black trim. Holy cow. Yeah. I want that snake. Yeah, I can't wait to see, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's like it's like the early days when the when the first book came out, you know. Um We're only I mean, a few months away, aren't we? Could be. Yeah, hold on one Last second. Last I heard was uh potentially November. Yeah. Yeah, Nick said um he wants to get it done this year, but some of the printing stuff I guess can be a little out of their control, which makes sense. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty typical. Especially with shipping delays and it is sooner than it has ever been. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh, and it is now too. <laughs> and again. And again. Profound. One moment. One moment closer. Lucas, you're so deep. I'm sorry. Speaking of which, <laughs> Justin just messaged me. He's trying to record Reptile Flight Club, and the time ran out. And the um, the thing, I was like, just hit the add more time button. You'll be fine. <laughs> It'll just charge my car. Just don't hit it too many times. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they must be having a good one because usually those episodes are like an hour. So if they're running out of time, <laughs> yeah. I think what I'm finding, I have to up the plan for our uh, squad cast thing because it gets to like we're, you know, bordering on the edge of it being um, yeah, too, much, too many podcasts, I guess, or whatever. I don't Never. know. Never. <laughs> Never enough. <laughs> um, all right. Now I can share it. Here we go. In case you haven't seen it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it was made live public in, on Facebook, right? Live in a box or whatever. But there it is. Yes. You know, I mean, come on. Look at that Super snake. Cool. Super cool. Yeah, man. Very That's cool. Nuts. Love it. Can't yeah. wait. That's going to be a good book. Good book. Let's see. Wait, sorry. Hey, keep it going, guys. I'm, I'm helping Justin here. Through. Okay. <laughs> He's helping Justin. Selfish, Justin. Riley, I like your shirt. Shout out to Travis. Why not? Yeah. Shout out he's, to Travis for being a good dude. Hope he's living as well. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's staying here for a little bit more, but he's moving out to Tennessee very soon. Yes. So his wife moved out there to start working early. They're gonna buy a house very soon and uh, move the family out accordingly. So one less uh, California Morelia breeder, I suppose. It's, it's a sad day. It's sad. It's a really good one too, but he'll yeah. be uh, he'll be like an hour and a half away from April, Justine. So, okay. uh, part of the old band is back together, so to speak. Um, cool. Oh, that's cool. Years ago, when I was still in Santa Barbara, it would like we'd all get together, It'd be like April, Terrell, uh, Tony, myself, Brandon, who else? Just kind of like a group of us, and all just kind of like convene, uh, and then that's we'd all cool. sort of like dispersed a little no well not really uh alex no i am not really skating actively i have boards and i skate every six months or so but i wouldn't call that actively skating i have no free time i have 
way too many snakes to clean up after and feed and plan for. I mean, too many. Too many. Yeah. Yeah, Warren, Warren should get a free copy. What the heck? They're gonna make his name's on the his name's <laughs> on the cover. Yeah, he's got the They're whole chapter make... on Partho in there. It was funny. We were when we were talking about the book last night. Owen was talking <laughs> about how he has all of the uh, complete books except for one. And I said, "What one is it?" And he's like, "It's the complete Ball Python." I said, <laughs> "So I said, so how torn are you about completing the set?" And having them all and then buying a book. And he was telling me it's like some crazy amount of money, like, I don't know, $400 or some shit. Like that. And I was like, you're going to spend $400 on a book that you're never going to read. And that you don't like the snake that's in it. Like, I don't know, man, that seems like a bad call. And uh, he won't like, do it. Yeah, he's not going to do it. But nah, smart, man. But I know part of him is is torn because he's yeah. like, I must complete the set. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe he has a good friend anonymously that'll send a copy to him somewhere that has multiple. I got one there. I, was, I told him, I said, dude, you can have mine. <laughs> I kinda, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I could give two shits, you know. Yeah. Half of the book is all. It's kind of weird. Like back then, there was like you know, I don't know what in most of Paul Python. Now there's like seven thousand something like that. Like seven thousand like, different combinations or something. It's no so. It's no wonder that there's so many people in ball pythons because, like, let's face it, anybody can make an identity for themselves if they surround themselves with one gene and do it right and really focus. And because yeah. they're bringing in more all the time, can you imagine what Morelia would be like? if Australia was open and like, even if like at the fraction, a fraction of the pace at uh, right. what the, the Royal Python world is going at a fraction, right. of, like even if it was just one new mutation a year, can you yeah. imagine how different the Morelia world would be? Like it just, it, it wouldn't feel and like, you know, confined. There wouldn't be as many limitations. There'd probably be more public appeal. I mean, it would be, it'd be a very different world. Yeah, that was one of the topics that we brought up on the show last night. You know, it was just a me and Owen show. And I thought that um, I had heard um, a couple different podcasts sort of talking about the whole, you know, um, outcrossing localities and outcrossing and, you know, what, whatnot. And, um, you know, is, is eventually, is it going to, you know, hurt us rather than help us to have, like how many times can you, how many generations can you breed a gelatin jungle or, you know, whatever it would be, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, when does the time come that, you know, you, you sort of have to outcross it. And then, yeah. you know, me and him were kind of going back and forth when we were saying, and, and my thought was, it's like, once you outcross it, it's not that locality anymore, but then right. unless you're importing from the locality, which right, we can't do that. <laughs> but then I, you know, the, like I sort of went on this thing of thinking about like just locality in general. Right. You know, it's like the idea that, um, you know, I guess, I guess Alterna, we're well, in West Texas sort of like brought this to light, like, you know, the cut to the right is this locality. The cut to the left is a different locality. Like the snake never crosses the road. Like, <laughs> I mean, don't we find dead snakes on the road all the time? I know in Australia, it just seemed like, you know, every time you went road cruising, you're going to find something dead on the road, you know? 
So yeah, yeah, for sure. In and our then, mind, we're trying to pinpoint it into this this box, and it's like, is it is it that? You know what I mean? Sorry, didn't yeah, mean to and then off, no, you no problem. Um, and you factor in that it's carpets that we're talking about too, and even in one place, I'm sure they all look different because they're one of the most variable pythons yeah. there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know so. Shit, it's, man, the, the gelatins look like uh, citrus tigers when, you know, the one we found, the other one looked like it could pass as a pop one, and the other one looked like what you would say is a, is a you know, what we have in, in, in the States as far as gelatins go. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of weird, but. Yeah. Yeah, even if you're just breeding a pair of normal coastals together, you'll get several different phenotypes in one clutch. I mean, they're pretty variable. There's something for everybody there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Travis, I mean, look what he's doing with his his oh, bad dude. eater coaster carpet dude. project. You know, I mean, come on. You don't even know. You don't even know. Wait I probably you, don't. You know, wait till you, <laughs> dude. He he's got some of these. Like he hatched out these caramels, for lack of a better description, uh, like two years ago that came out kind of like if the pattern had a, a white sided rat snake sort of look to it, like somebody just erased a layer of the definition off the side from the mid flanks down and he showed me these things and i was like what the hell are these he's like i have no idea and i saw them a couple weeks ago at his place and they're bone white hmm. with like right. flecks of the pat like the outline of the pattern is not even straight lines at all it's like flecking in there they they give uh they give nick's ivories a run a good run for for the money they're insane and they're just straight like coastals like selectively bred coastals and you know it makes sense when nick's saying like yeah you only need to go like two generations in before you start seeing killer results travis is like three four generations in and he's getting nutty results so yeah yeah um brandon brought up i have this conversation regarding my southern scrubs frequently i guess he's talking about like the whole locality thing you know scrubs are one of those weird things you know because eventually i see them falling into the same niches like chondros did where it's like they started as like these groups right you got southerns you got northerns you got you know uh what beox you got um jaipura you got mm. you know all these different localities that are sort of known right and then um it's it's sort of like um are they separate species subspecies you know whatever and if you start to i remember having this debate with some from scrub breeders back in the day it's like you know you sort of have to are you going to go by phenotype that you're trying to breed are you going to go by what the importer told you is locality i mean i guess if you're getting from somebody like maybe dan who might legitimately know the exact locality of where it was and can trust that that locality information is accurate. Otherwise, I mean, you know, you know where some of the other ones come from. Uh, some of the people, they'll tell you it's X when really it's something yeah. different. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. There's so much variability even within scrubs. So yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Everything in that whole area, unless it's patternless, is going to have a lot of natural variation. Yeah. You know, I got I, I have a female southern scrub. At some point, I need to add a male um, just because I couldn't get Kinghorni. So I was like, well, let me try to work with something that's somewhat close. I mean, I guess yeah, they look I'm, very similar. Yeah. 
I yeah, uh, something about the King Horni man, the contrast on them just pops a little more than the Marukis. Yeah. But yeah, so go ahead, Lucas. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna dip my feet into that. You're crazy here too. I'm getting scrubs. I'm gonna get a pair of something cool from Nick in the ah. scrub department. Okay, so it can Oops. either be Waminas. Yeah, or, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm excited. It'll scrubs be are cool snakes, man. They they are, but they are definitely a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They I mean, not, the only reason I'm I'm going that route is because those those guys are a little smaller and yeah, at least tend to be a little bit less insane. But I'm expecting this some insanity. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I remember holding that that adult wild king horn eye and. That head, man, that was that was a little intimidating, man. It was kind of like, whoa. Dude, yeah, because you know the size whoa. of what's underneath that. Yeah, you're kind of crazy for that. <laughs> oh, I'd have done that for sure. Oh, man, you're when you're in Rome, you know? I mean, yeah. Come on. Take a what, bite from that. What's a couple stitches? <laughs> Rob got nailed in the foot, man. He he, was, he didn't get Oh, he did he really? Okay. Oh, yeah, he got nailed right in the foot. He didn't, right on that, right on the back of your foot too Ooh. right you know like in the worst place you can get bit you know ah, got stung by going. a bee there once oh. <laughs> that's awful yeah i told him he should have tattooed the uh the bite marks onto his uh you that's know, what like, that's what owen was saying after i got bit by the bolens he's like dude you pour ink in it now before it heals <laughs> yeah how was that bite <laughs> that hurt like shit it hurt right yeah, I, I normally uh, yeah, well, she like food bit me, so she she didn't like let go right away. So it wasn't like just a blow through me, like defensive punch sort of thing. Yeah. So it probably didn't have as much impact. But dude, I'm telling you, I felt the rectangular shape of her jaws. Like I felt how much like space and everything, and I felt every one of them contact bone in my wrist. And I was like, this is unpleasant. I'd like <laughs> you to let go now. And she, uh, yeah. she took a few seconds before she realized, like, this isn't food. And I was like, I would prefer not to experience that again. And she, she's only two and a half years old. She's wow. got quite a feeding response on her. That one does. Yeah, we don't <laughs> feed her a whole lot. And she gets live food. So she's a freaking savage about food. I remember man. one of the days I was there, you walked over and I was like holding her and you were like, oh. I yeah, I was like, done that if I were you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, when you you've held them multiple times, right? Yes. Yeah. So, is it like, are they? So, I don't know why I've always had this idea that Boland's pythons were like the brettles of this this you know because let let's let's just say that they're sort of in that scrub complex, right? Maybe they're like roughies and carpets or whatever, you know, like mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But let's just say for sake of argument that um uh what do you call it? That uh you know, you have um the the Bolins and I always just thought that they were like chill. I don't know. And then I was holding Keith's and I was like, Oh wow, this animal's like this isn't something that it, it's not like I don't know. I don't know what it was. In my mind, I just thought it was going to be chiller than it was. And it's not that it was biting or anything, but it's just like you could feel the the tension, I guess. I, I don't know. They're, I don't know what the right word they is. They have Different moods energy. And, yeah, yeah. They have moods and they communicate 
like with body language much more visibly than other snakes do, especially if you're yeah. holding them, you can right. feel it more. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. They, their eyes move in their sockets, similar to retics. They, they, they kind of give you that weird, like periscoping pogo thing that I've seen a lot of scrubs do. Um, that's a that's a good point, Riley. The eyes are very retic like. I haven't yes. I hadn't made that connection, but that's spot on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, next time you you have the opportunity to interact with the bull and pick it up and watch what its eyes do for the first fifteen seconds, you pick it up. They'll either move in the sockets or dilate, or you know, as they're assessing what's going on, they're very switched on animals. Yeah, I, I, they're smart. Um, they. They still have sort of a bite first reaction if they're hungry and they think there's food going on, like that can yeah. happen. But in my experience, like they have, they have moods. Um, right. You just got to learn to read them. And, and I don't know if that, that changes with like, I'm sure it changes with individual. Um, but like, I don't know if that like is a, like an age thing. Like if at certain ages they're, they're more defensive and then once they get bigger, that kind of goes away and they're more confident. And, right. So, you know, our girls young, the other ones I've experienced have been pretty chill, but they've also not been like in their home setting all fired up and warmed up and, right. you know, they've been out being handled and stuff. So maybe, yeah. uh, maybe they go through a little bit of a terrible twos thing too. That's kind of what <laughs> Zach has noticed with the falsies is they have a phase yeah. during their big growth period where they're just terrible and then they mellow out maybe. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Wow. I don't huh. know. Yeah. yeah, I just I don't know. I I I I always thought of them as like the giraffe of the uh, <laughs> uh the python world, you know, like oh no problems, everything is chill. You want to pet me on the head very well, you want to feed me a stick very are, well. Are giraffes like do. that? <laughs> I don't know. That's the impression I get from them as they just sort of walk around the yard, but Riley's probably gonna tell me complete opposite. They like no, giraffe, people. <laughs> giraffes are kind of prima the female giraffes are either super sensitive. Or yeah. they're just big, doofy, dumb, like they don't really know what's going on. So they're kind of <laughs> okay, oblivious. Nice. And then the males are, are big prima donna, like drama queens. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, never mind. That was a bad analogy. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> the bubble. Uh, I love, sorry. I you can't though. watch any funny. movies with animals with me because I pop those bubbles all the time. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, they're they're really cool. I would say like if you like somewhat big snakes but not like not like dangerous like fear for your life big like a main they get pretty tick. big yeah they get a good size but like yeah. you know if you have your own protocols and your own rules like don't let them around your neck as an adult uh mm. you know certain things like that never let them come right up at your face or you know around your shoulder like things like that right. you can you can you can stay pretty safe um but i would imagine if you get one and you raise it up you've you've coveted a Bolin's Python at that point, you're going to spend a lot of time with it and probably it'll end up being social. Um, yeah. Or at least tolerant. Um, so I, I would think most of them are probably chill, but you got to respect them in the same way you respect a scrub just because of the potential. If you catch them like in a weird mood or like, you spook it into sleep and all of a sudden it freaks out. And like, you know, that's, that's still a big head with a lot of teeth. Right. Um, yeah. So just on that level alone, I think they command respect, but I think they're probably much more placid than your average scrub, but they're mm -hmm. really similar. Ooh, I didn't even, this dude, this just came up by chance. I went to pull up the picture of me with Keith's, uh, Bowen's Python to just show the, 
thing, and we found that. <laughs> yeah, that's cool that? Bill, bro. That's that's damn nice. That's really wow. Nice. Yeah, All right. it's a beautiful Fair animal. Enough. Australia has some pretty amazing herpetofauna. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Pretty good, <laughs> uh, pretty good stuff over there. Eh? Yeah. Hey. I mean, come on. Wait. You talk about geckos. I mean. Oh, he's, he's come going on, to the archives. Man. Oh, Strofer's Tina Cotta. Damn, that Dude. one's like throwing it back to you. Those things are They're so the cool. coolest gecko look. I, I dude, oh man, I, I love you know who thing. turned me onto those first was Terrell years ago. He he got oh, shit. bit by the gecko years ago, and he was like, yeah, he was getting like the Erie and Jaya clawed toe or bent toed geckos, as they called them, was what they were coming in as the the Papuan like clawed geckos. Um, and he was like going down this rabbit hole, and he's like, check these things out, and he showed me those things. I was like, holy crap! And he showed me how small they were, and. I didn't know about the like whole goo spewing thing out of their spines, but man, just that or that like marbled look with gold spikes and then like that kaleidoscope marbly gecko eye, that thing is mint. An absolutely beautiful gem. Those things are rad. Yeah. Hundred percent. Strophers um, genus is pretty top shelf. Yeah, man. Yeah, they're uh and there's so many to your point, right? There's so many different. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, this is, this is my idea of like how I want to spend my evening in my snake room. Nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Yep. That Absolutely. is nice. Absolutely, man. The lounge chairs in the middle. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, doing a podcast right from that chair. You know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here's something. You know, that's the hard part is like if you're somebody like me going from like a collection of hundreds of animals and like, you know, enclosures to like whittling it down to because that wall is beautiful and laid out as it is. That probably holds 20 animals, you know? Yeah. So 20 animals is very different than like 120 animals. So, yeah. you know, it just depends on, you know, yeah. where you're where you're headed and what you're going. And I would like to think that over time, as my available space grows up, put more animals and stuff like that i think that'd be mm -hmm. freaking sweet this is uh i thought i'd share this i i took a picture of this look at their head structure how different it is that's uh that's a nova guinea see how yeah. much longer it is at this you know what i mean it's hmm. so different yeah and then if you ever see them like overhead or top top down or bottom up the the shape of the muzzle is just very different like it's longer, but it also seems to like, I don't know, the contours and the angles and the lines are just uh, like, I, I noticed it right away. The first time I saw these little babies, I was like, these things are shaped differently. Their heads are shaped differently for right. sure. Right. So interesting. I don't know. Now I need to like pull out one of these little things and like, look at it. <laughs> right. Like, I'm going to harass this little exanic coastal and it's going to hate me. Now I need to look. Oh yeah. You, you can bite me. Here's another like Australian gecko. This doesn't even look real, man. Oh. <laughs> yes, that thing's like, cool. What the hell? That thing's wicked. It looks like a bumblebee. <laughs> Leopard <Yeah>. gecko, what? <laughs> yeah. No uh, kidding. That thing's amazing. There are a lot of cooler geckos than leopard geckos. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not that there's anything. Until you see one of those massive, huge thumping Oh, the giant ones. (laughs) Then they scare you. Dude, those things are intimidating. Like, dude. Oh, yeah. I think Rob has one of those big ones. Yeah, those things get like almost a foot long and they like they're hefty oh man those things sure. are no joke there's some uh, uh what what do they call them like fish scale geckos mm-hmm. at Bay right now those mm-hmm. dudes are kind of cool those are the ones i think that have uh the ability to drop their scales off if a predator grabs them mm. and like it's like a like a escape method for them that's cool just drop some scales instead of rip yeah, the skin like a day gecko yeah they regrow. <laughs> oh my god i have to explain that to people that they yeah. see the day geckos in the shop they're like wow that's beautiful i'm like yeah, it's it like geico like i want it i'm like are you sure it will explode if you touch it <laughs> you can't you can't handle this thing and they're like what do you mean i'm like it'll bite you pee on you poop on you rip out of its own skin and drop its tail before you even realize what's happening if yeah. you've got a really grumpy one they're like yeah. wait what like, yeah. They're so fast. I know. I hate cupping them because I I'm just afraid of them exploding. It's right. the safest way, though. Is like if you've got them in an enclosure, you can kind of corner them. Just get a big deli cup and just encourage yeah. them in. Just I used to always have to like catch them for exams and zoos, and I would bring actual like big old fish nets. <laughs> hey, look at that guy! Nice. Yeah. Yeah, That's a solid cool. animal, dude. Pretty yeah. damn cool. That is a you said neck. don't put it around your neck as I have it around my neck. <laughs> like, you well, weren't alone. Yeah, 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 yeah that's okay. the other thing. If you're doing it with two people, you know, you can probably be a little more free, especially with Keith's animal. I'm sure Keith's animals are pretty tractable. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's I don't know if I'll ever trust my my pop wins around my neck. I don't know. We'll see. They're uh, someday. Uh, I don't know that dude. That girl is. She's a she's a pistol trying to get her out of her cage. She feels very threatened when I'm introducing a hook gently and trying to get her out. She's like intruder alert, stranger danger, fire off the guns. Ah, now you have my attention. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I knew that would get you. I was drifting off with these geckos, but now I'm focused. (laughs) Yes, bring you back into the mold. Oh, the blackhead. I was talking about Rob. No. Oh man. You. Yeah. This is this, <laughs> this is uh this is a pretty good shot too of uh look at how happy that son of a bitch was. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Dude, Ozzy Freelies, that's a lizard right there. That's a lizard I could add. Ozzy Freelies for sure. Oh yeah, man. They were cool. They were yeah. cool. Having worked with those in Santa Barbara, one that would like flare up on cue and one that I could pick up and like hand feed. Oh, the best. Yeah. Riley, you'll be you'll be proud of me. I actually held a tarantula without crying the other nice. day. Nice, making nice. progress. There's what an kind? entomology ento- or sorry, the entomology student that's a coworker, and she's trying to convince me to not poop myself around arachnids. Um, it was a striped knee, I think. Oh, shit! Is that bad? <laughs> what was that bad? <laughs> No, just all the striped knees we get in at the shop are real assholes. They're like not friendly at all. Uh, yeah, it ran off my hand, but she caught it, not me. Dude, oh, that's that, great. Those things, like they threat pose, they try to bite. Like one of them, uh, those and like the. Um, oh. Yeah. Well, now know. I'm not she, she knows what she's it. doing. I would just, you know, feel the situation out, but that is not my go to to handle. 
Well, I wasn't happy about it. I was scared. <laughs> yeah. I, if it were me, I would have started with uh, an Arizona blonde or something. Hmm. Crap. It's all good. You oh, survived. Well. Too late. You yeah. survived. Too late. We didn't have any of those. She told me not to touch the ABT. OBT? OBT. Yeah. She said, mm -hmm. don't touch that. Yeah. You know what OBT stands for, right? Uh, oh, I got this. I got this. I got this. Uh, orange bitey thing. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought you were being sarcastic. Uh, no, that's, that's, I guess it's, what is it? It's baboon? orange baboon tarantula, but typically the, the baboon tarantulas are the, the African stuff. You don't really want to handle those. They're pretty hot and pretty mean. I still so, don't like any of them, but yeah. I just wanted to share. I'm, at least I'm trying. I've, I've handled stuff that people say don't handle. So like, I can't really say one thing or the other. I've, I've handled, um, Postalotheria metallicas, which are medically significant and can put you in a hospital pretty bad. I'm here today. So I've, <laughs> nah. handled, I've handled Vietnamese centipedes barehanded too, like still here today. Like I do wow. not recommend doing either of those things <laughs> at all. Okay. Um, it yeah. sort of fight or flight reflex. It's either that or the animals loose in your confined space, which is worse. Re yeah, react to like, here's a, it's like the one of the scenes from the movie saw you're stuck in the room with this thing and you have to self mutilate yourself in order to get the answer to get out. It's like handle the tarantula and the centipede <laughs> and survive or be forever be stuck in there. It's like, yeah, I gave spiders a chance. I'm never giving centipedes a chance. I'm sorry. <laughs> millipedes okay millipedes no problem millipedes are harmless i actually highly advise against handling centipedes they're mm -hmm. strong and unpredictable and venomous and did i say strong uh, yeah they can uh, literally uh, hold on to you i've watched them like grab and close long large forceps like uh, the big 18 inch ones like a big scolopendra or like one of the the barbados giants or galapagoensis can literally close uh forceps with their own uh, legs they're that strong Holy it. shit. I yeah. despise it. We have uh, Goliath bird eating tarantulas at the shop, and uh, my coworker was feeding them like a, a fuzzy mouse the other day. And one uh -huh. of them like attacked, missed the mouse, and grabbed the tongs and pulled the tongs out of her hands and pulled Jesus them into the Christ. enclosure. <laughs> so, wow. Pass. Yeah. No thanks. No, no thank you. Yeah. I like I have tarantulas at home and, and I snuck a, a centipede in for a year before it died. And my girlfriend found out and I've, <laughs> I've got scorpions and things. So like, yeah. I don't know, but there's, there's some lines for some people that I've crossed and there's some lines for me that I've also crossed. And should. <laughs> yeah. Scorpions are, uh, don't freak me out as much. They're just like, they're oh. dry, spicy crayfish. I just like when they have babies and all of a sudden you got lots of them and they're tiny. You're like, <laughs> oh man. Like, this is an adult in here. Okay, that's cool. She's like that big. Yeah, I will never, I will never own bugs, but I'm Ooh. trying to be okay with bugs. Well, then don't go to Australia during funnel web season. No, thank you. Have you seen the videos where it looks like the whole like park benches and trees are covered in frost and it's just I... spider webs? I would have a heart attack on the spot. Have you seen that image, Eric? No. I'm going to uh -uh. see if I can find it. Basically, there's a uh, like a season when um, when it's not safe for Lucas to be when outside. in certain <laughs> areas, there's just a lot of 
a lot of spiders i guess they're just very very prolific um, really yeah i saw I don't, I don't know if i'll be able to pull up the exact image but it was pretty intense literally everything was covered with uh spider web oh i might have found it yes <laughs> here we go all right Good. We'll close the show with an image of hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Lucas is Lucas's worst nightmare. This is how we scare him out of the the show. Oh, oh, it's okay. Look at that. Nope. <laughs> Wait, that's a web. Holy shit! I I hate it. Yeah, look. At yeah, that. they don't freak me out, but I wouldn't go. Uh... I wouldn't go and have lunch there. <laughs> no? You don't no. want to go through a walk and like go uh -uh. urban out here? Uh-uh. It's really easy to know where the snakes aren't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever the spider webs are. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that, I, I got that would be trippy. I got something we'll close on, right? Okay. Here we go. Make here me we feel go. better, Eric. Daddy. Going to sleep with the light on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll back this up. Hold on. Let me back this up. This is what I was saying. This so this is fog dam. That's what I want my water python enclosure to look like. Logs, nice. leaf litter, some uprights. Damp. Yeah, a little bit humid. Good soil. Put, put Rob in the box. Yeah, yeah Rob will have to be in there. We'll just have to get you like little Rob statue figurines for every enclosure. Yeah. Just put little Rob statues in there. Nice. Hero and take this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Poor O was like so, my prize. Dude, he was so sick. He had like that 101 fever. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> We're in the That's... fucking jungle. <laughs> it's good the rest of you didn't catch that. That would have really ruined the trip. I know. How is it that the you know we don't we're living in quarters together, but yet we're all nobody else got sick. Insurance killed his immune system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's cool. That yeah, that is such a beautiful animal. That's amazing. Was it uh was it on the road originally and it ran into the log or did you spot it over in the log initially? Yeah, we think it was in the leaf litter and Owen saw it. We thought he was delusional, but apparently <laughs> he was not. <laughs> and that's why we keep him around. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, look, water python. Oh my god, it's a water python. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I can totally picture him saying it so casually, but like geeking out and then exploding with excitement. He is a witty son of a bitch, that guy. It's yeah, unbelievable. Exactly. Look oh, at the man. iridescence on that thing, man. Yeah. That's cool. I'd love to work with those someday. We found that on 1026, 2019 at 945 p.m. at night. Nice. Uh, I was so... going to say a really good memory, but I see that now on top of the, <laughs> <laughs> top of the video. No. <laughs> I need technology to keep me keep me sharp because <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. We need to go, gentlemen. One we day. Need to go. Yes, we will go. We will go for sure. <sighs> go. So yes. Absolutely. All right. We we uh we good? We're gonna call it or I feel good. good to me. Go. I'm gonna grill some yeah. wait, I can't grill. The air is smoky. That's that's not good. I'm gonna cook chicken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I, oh, yeah, that's right. You don't eat red meat. I was like, wait a minute. What happened to you, Lucas? What are you doing <laughs> eating chicken? 
I eat everything except, yeah, like Red the cows meat. and the lambs gotcha. of the world. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. I got to learn that. Don't so. get me wrong. Right. I hate cows. Kill them all, but I don't eat it. Right. Fair enough. I didn't eat meat for six years, man. I, I know the... As soon as I started oh, really? cutting meat, oh yeah, I was like, yeah. "Nope, I'm done." <laughs> just wait, you don't, you don't want this? Nope, I'm done. Nope, 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 nope. And then just yeah. one day, I was drinking, and somebody had cheesesteaks. I mean, come on, that's what got me. That's what got me. Suck me back in. Originally, I also cut out pork, but my grandma got me back onto pork. My Chinese grandma with some of that really crispy skin pork from Chinatown that they like hang oh. in the windows and chop up for you. It's incredible. Yeah, dude. It's incredible. <laughs> Is there like any the better meat than spit. bacon? I mean, oh. no. come on, dude. There's nothing yeah. better in the world than bacon. <laughs> if bacon kills me, I can live with that. Yes. Yeah, that's fair enough. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we love bacon. We don't love beef. <laughs> we Giraffes don't love are spiders. Embracada <laughs> is pretty. And male giraffes are drama. <laughs> um, Lucas likes baby brettles. Yes. Lucas was very happy to hatch a clutch. Now he's addicted to, you know, breeding snakes. Brett um, said we're watching we me learn? grow up in front of everyone's eyes. This yep. is true. Yep. In a Lucas couple years. Lucas turned two today. We'll be talking about this uh, many. Yeah. Dr. Lucas. Hello, doctor. Maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, if You're going to suffer keep... for that much school. If I keep putting myself in debt, yeah. Uh, you'll be all right. That'd better, be fun. You better breed some expensive ass snakes, bro. Yeah. Why not? We're all gonna die. PhD. What the hell? <laughs> Live it. Live it while you can, right? Yep. Um MoreyPythonradio.com is the <laughs> website. Info at MoreyPythonradio.com is the email. If you want to get in touch with us, follow us on all the things. And that will lead you to all the things. So <laughs> all yes. of them. If the yeah. question is a question, the answer is yes. 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 If you need yes. to find out about it, yes, then then go there. So uh, thanks, yes. everybody, for tuning in. And uh, until next time, and I don't know, close out with whatever you want, gents. Mm, check out the Morelia Python Radio Network Patreon if you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, love the support there. Um, I can be found at Centralian Exotics, uh, and uh, my little thing I did with the animals at home, folks, is out now. Go check that out. Good times, and thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Bring yeah, it home, can, brother. Bring it you, home. You can find me <laughs> on uh, all the things, just Riley's Reptiles or YouTube Riley Jimison. Keep an eye on Morph Market. I'll be probably posting some jungles up in the next week or so, and a few more coastals coming up soon. And yeah, that's all I got for y'all. And uh, that's it. We'll catch everyone next week for some more carpets and coffee and uh, and water and water. Uh, and carpets, some some crapits, crapits, crapits and coffee. So that's, that's beautiful. It. All right, excellent. Have a wonderful weekend. Yeah.